welcome to episode 54 of the MTG Conflicts Cast. My name is John, and I'm joined by my co-host Chris. Hello. And Steven. Hey guys. This week we're going to be talking about last weekend's modern tournament results and catching up with the, the gang. Uh, let's get into it. Uh, Steven, what have you been up to for the last more than two weeks? <laughs> uh, so I've been moving and uh, that went, you know, that's, that's still a process going on. Uh, but I haven't gotten to play much Magic. I've been watching Magic from afar, um, longing. It's it's lovingly uh, whatever. I don't know of, where I was going. I don't know. Where picture I of that. Kim Jong-un looking through the binoculars. <laughs> um, <laughs> Is that some magic over there? Over there? <laughs> Enhance. Um but uh but yeah i've been i've been just life busy and haven't been able to actually sit down and play a game of magic in a while so uh i have some free time coming up this weekend and all weekends coming up after that so i'm very much looking forward to getting back into it so don't squander this newfound opportunity by playing a bad deck i can't promise that <laughs> what deck are you planning to play Okay, so so okay. As of right now, fully built, I have um, affinity, amulet, jund, and then one deck that I have zero practice with whatsoever. Is it a good deck? It's it's uh, four color four color scapeshift. Okay, so you've got one good deck, one fun deck, and. Some other stuff. Some wait, other wait, stuff. Wait. What's what's the good deck and what's the fun deck, John? Obviously, good, affinity. Answer wisely. The good deck is amulet. The fun <laughs> deck is scape shift. Oh, that's, is this that makes me feel deck? sad. Four color scape shift's fun. I will I will give four color scape shift the the fun yes. stamp. Yeah, approval. you know I was okay. So so basically my my reasoning into building it before I had to take this magic sabbatical was that. Um, uh it looked like a very uh toolboxy kind of deck where like i don't know it was consistent enough to to kind of deal with other people's threats and then uh kind of toolbox whatever you needed after turn four um which is where the format was when i was when i stopped playing like we everybody was kind of just like going off on turn four or five uh and the like turn two decks weren't like so prevalent um, but right now, it doesn't seem like a great choice. Just um, play boring old regular escape shift with a bunch of main deck anchor of the gods. Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> it's just so boring. Yeah, it's just so it's just way too linear for me. Way too linear. You don't like playing your deck by flowchart? <laughs> oh, I have this. <laughs> I will do this. You can have your deck be played by a script, <laughs> basically. <laughs> We're gonna get um, some angry comments from that one, but <laughs> whatever. Uh, you know, but, but it is like you know. You, uh, oh, is there more than two creatures on the board? Do I have anger of the gods? Play anger of the gods. Is you know? Do I you have know, people, a... people hate on control decks for the same reason though? To be I honest, guess, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Cast a spell, the counter, <laughs> wipe the board. <laughs> 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 I mean, <laughs> I guess you can like you can like hate on all form ways uh, playing magic like that. Like, oh, you're just a creature deck. Oh, play creature attack. Fetch shock. Thoughtsies have so good. I don't know. I think a few decks are pretty galaxy brain, no matter how you look at them. Like, 
KCI was pretty galaxy yeah. for a long time. <laughs> like, what the fuck? What do you mean? You just uh, make four mana, put a KCI in play, and then do a thing. You win. Duh. Yeah, that do a thing part. <laughs> <laughs> Hope your opponent scoops. <laughs> or sit there for half an hour. Hope you weren't playing on Moto. We'll check back in in an hour. <laughs> That the like uh shit sorry that uh meme sound the the like super bassy thing like da 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 when it like cuts like it I'm gonna stop explaining it never mind solid a plus <laughs> anyways uh John what about you what what have you you've been up to well my fiance was out of town for a little over a week so. Yeah, it's Chris Dabs. <laughs> um, so I, my goal was to play Magic literally every single day. Uh, that was an ambitious goal. I played Magic every day except for two. So it was like, uh, how many days was it? Nine days, and I played Magic seven of them. A plus. Pretty good. A plus. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, Acceptable. Acceptable, yeah. <laughs> so I played, uh, I played some Cube. Played some popper cube, some vintage cube, and some twisted colored pie cube. Oh, you played a you played a myriad of magic. I had, I had two cube Saturdays where I had people over. <laughs> so, so yeah, that was sweet. We did two drafts, I think, each time, or we did three. One of them, I think, we did two each time. Um, so that was fun, and um. Then I played a. I was gonna play Grixis Shadow because it's what I've been playing in Modern, but someone wanted to borrow Swans on Friday, so I said sure. Looked for some decks that didn't have any overlap with Swans. I wasn't really feeling Green Black Rock, so I put together Suicide, which <clears> only <throat> overlaps on two Lightning Bolts, and I happened to own six Lightning Bolts. So presto, Changeo. How do you only own six? Uh, I own four signed ones for general play. I own a foil signed one for the cube. And then I own a white border signed one that was in the cube before I got the foil signed one. I think I own 10 lightning bolts. I'm not sure how that happened. I actually own 12. Yeah, so I have six lightning bolts. All right. The perfect number, conveniently enough. Yeah. Uh, So I took that and put that and did pretty well with it. Uh, I had an okay performance at FNM. Um so that was kind of a bummer, but overall did pretty good. I like the deck. It was fun. I'll probably play it again in the future. Just like any creature in the deck with a become immense plus a team or battle rage deals a minimum a minimum of 18 damage. Which is pretty good. It's a combo. That's pretty sweet. It's a it's a combo. Feels like playing Infect kind of. Um, yeah, except you just have to count to 20 instead of 10. actually played against Infect in one, so that was interesting. Interesting. <laughs> it's like in a situation where favorite in the mirror yeah it was like in the situation where i could bluff something versus just assuming they wouldn't have it and i was like man i've played a lot of infect recently and i feel like i wouldn't have it here so i'm gonna <laughs> play to win and he didn't have it and i was like hey <laughs> yeah yeah feels bad <laughs> it's like i should be dead already if he had it so he must not have it he did not <laughs> he infected yeah, so uh did all that crap. Uh played oh I also played Grixis Shadow at a uh local EJ open thing. 
I ended up going like three and three, which was not the best. I think everyone else I knew went at least oh. four and two. Yeah. Yeah. That was disappointing. Hmm. But I beat Phoenix both times I played it and Dredge the only time I played it. So I was like, yeah, I'm good against the meta. Like <laughs> lost a Bant control, which seemed like it just a god awful matchup. It's like, oh, blue white control is already a bad matchup. And then he was main deck playing like Nissa Vastwood Seer. I was like, oh my god, like okay. this is actually kind of weird okay. to deal with. And then post board, he swapped him out for tireless trackers. I was like, oh, oh. my god, like, ugh, this card is difficult. Like, if I don't have removal for it, which I kind of decided lower on removal, I kept a little bit in. But yeah, tireless trackers, a, ugh, a beating. And then I lost to uh, what other decks did I lose to? I lost to like weird off meta stuff, except for I lost to spirits, which did is you like lost, the, did you lose mm. the mono green. Or like tooth and nail or some shit no oh i lost a green blue ramp <laughs> interesting yeah yeah that's that... like the tooth and nail deck so he was, just didn't, i didn't, didn't i saw i saw nail. primal commands not tooth and nail but maybe he's playing both so but you lost like some really weird stuff yeah i lost the two really bizarro decks and then spirits which was actually Word. really close it was like one turn off and i um i beat geist one game and lost two at the other mm. um the third game I actually managed to lose a game where I turn I played turn one Grim Love Master, which felt really bad. <laughs> um it was really, really close. Uh it was like, you know, both both games I lost for like one one turn away, like yeah. the other direction. Uh, and he had like sick rips with uh um spirit, uh spell caller. Spell caller got me. Mm. So anyways, um but yeah, the 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 blue green ramp deck with like uh Cura's follower and Utopia Sprawls. So like one of the games, um, I made a mistake of I had a disdainful stroke and I had a stubborn denial and a shadow in play that was like not it was like a three three shadow and I had a fetch. I was like trying to conserve my life total, so instead of making the shadow bigger and stubborn denialing a garuk, I disdainful stroked it, and then a few turns later, um, well. It, this was a mistake because obviously the deck plays more creatures that are big than oh you know, spells yeah. you play, so uh... <laughs> you're you're supposed to just cast the stubborn denial on the spell and then hold the disdainful stroke because it gets anything you care about spell or creature yeah but a few turns later he just goes utopia sprawl and names red and he hasn't named red or made any red mana the entire match and i'm like sure and he taps out and fucking windmill slams dragon lord atarka on the table <laughs> and like i'm not even close to like well i'm not dead in one i guess i i should say because not even close is very relative with dragon lord and tarka in play but um i'm dead in two so i like look at my hand and i think about it and i was like yeah i don't know now to this in my deck <laughs> just scooped <laughs> like, i can't beat a fucking dragon lord atarka there's no way in hell that's pretty funny so yeah Tark is a big boy. Yeah, he's a what an eight eight flying <laughs> trample. Yeah, yeah, flampling eight eight with be like does he fire breathe? Or, I don't no, know. just nah, he, and yeah, blows everything up. Stuff. Yeah, I think he like killed my shadow or something. It's like yeah, okay, okay. Is this an FDK? Yeah, Jesus Christ. So that was that. <laughs> uh, and then the rest of my you know matches were just kind of like whatever. Um, so I had fun playing shadow decks and cube um how about you chris what are you what have you been up to well, <laughs> with some overlap of, speaking of cube uh, i was at one of the two cube days at john's 
Um, come to find out, I can literally only be successful playing Bopper Cube. Every <laughs> other cube I play, I draft a sweet deck and just proceed to get fucking ranched and feel terrible about it. So in Twisted Color Play, I drafted Black White Reanimator. Uh, my deck was sweet. I had all the four mana reanimation effects. I had the the stupid white enchantment like discard a card game three live. I had Unburial Rise. I had um, Elish Norn, Iona, and Shieldred. And then just proceeded to flood like literally every game. Lovely. <laughs> Excellent. That um, is magic. But then in Popper, I, I I drafted the deck John drafted last time we played Popper uh, Cube together. I was the red white token aggro deck. That deck and is sweet. I, uh, three out. Yeah, you crushed me. You heartbreak me every time in Popper Cube. Yeah. So so John has like the Pestilence deck and died to tokens anyway. Yeah. Turns out Guardian of the Guild Pact is a hell of a card. Oh <laughs> like, uh, yeah. So there's one game where um <laughs> John like blows a snake form on some other creature to like draw a card trying to hit like either a land or a certified or land, I think. Something like that. Or uh, Evan Cards okay. Justice or something. So then immediately after he snake forms, like, okay, main phase two, uh Guardian of the Guild Pack, and John's like, huh. <laughs> well, there goes my like one of only two outs in my entire deck for this stupid card. Yeah. And then eventually I whittle drawn down to six and then just rally the peasants, flashback rally the peasants, and attack with just my guardian to kill him for Xaxes. Yeah. <laughs> Felt great. That yeah. The, the mightiest the mightiest peasant there ever was. Turns out that deck had a real trouble with stuff that had three toughness. I think the other game I died to a Mardu Horde Chief. Yeah. <laughs> Evan Carr's Justice and Pestilence. Just sometimes not enough to get over that, that three toughness hurdle. <laughs> sometimes just not. Actually, I every had, time. I also had, uh, I had, what was it? Uh, the one mana minus two minus two until end of turn. Uh, Disfigure. I had a disfigure. disfigure. Like, all these things that kill two like toughness Fungal creatures. infection. <laughs> yeah, stuff. fungal infection. <laughs> dude fungal infection's insane against tokens too like yeah you got to like kill a token block the other token like ah fuck but your secure the or your uh your uh was it rally the, raise the alarm command. yeah your krenko's command like i mean t- uh, i had krenko's command dragon fodder gathered the townsfolk raise the alarm triplicate spirits yeah and <sighs> like three trumpet blast effects <laughs> the only thing is i didn't have battle screech yeah, like insane. the one, the one big card that uh, I died in my deck now, but um, good enough. Yeah. I think Sense Enlistment got taken out of the cube for being incredibly busted. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, but that's, uh, that's, literally yeah. every other cube other than Bob Wright play, I just, I, I can't win anything ever. It's because you don't draft green in Popper Cube because you know it's bad in Popper Cube. It is bad in Popper Cube. So you, you force green in like every other cube and just do bad. That is untrue. I played black white. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> you were thinking about green. Um, yeah. So then, I two weeks ago, I believe I played. Uh, I ran out of credit at the old uh, LGS, so I had to pay <laughs> real money, which uh. felt bad. Oh no! So I decided to play a real deck to build up my credit again. So I showed up <laughs> with Mono Red Phoenix because I felt like the room was all these kind of dirtily piles that just get shreked on by the. Uh, the key real quick deck and i was correct i went 4-0 that week which built me enough credit to play garbage the following week also known as uh, <laughs> the salt reclamation deck <clears throat> and 
Yeah, so I think I lost a close match to Spirits because caverning in a Geistersteen trap is really hard to <laughs> deal with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. And then another game I just kind of flooded out a little bit. I like drew four lands in a row, and that was that was the end of me. Our meta is really soft of Mono Red Phoenix. Mike, what borrowed the deck from you like last week and went three one four zero something like that? Okay, so so goddamn it, Mike. So Mike comes up to me, he's two zero, and he's like, "I don't want to jinx myself, but I've never gone four zero at F and M before." I was like, "You're done. You've just you've killed <laughs> you yourself." Did it. Yeah, like, I don't know why. Like you oh, knew my this, <laughs> Like you knew you were gonna jinx yourself, and here you are jinxing yourself. And he's like, oh, maybe it'll be fine. I knocked on some wood. Next round, plays against Boggles, gets destroyed." <laughs> And then we played in the last round and he fucking crushed me. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, we like play, he beats me two games in a row. And then we were like, I was like, you want to play some more for fun? He's like, yeah, sure. So we played two more games for fun. And I win uh, both games. And I was like, he's like, oh, this matchup's not so bad for you. Cause I was like thinking the match was really bad. And I was like, yeah, but you won the important games. And then we play one more and he beats me and he's like done. He just like doesn't want to play anymore because he's ahead one. That's like fuck you. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I and Parker comes over and like asks him how like what the result was. And he's like, Well, we just we're just playing for fun, but I won the important ones. <laughs> like I won the games that matter. Like like said what I said back at Parker. <laughs> I was like, man, dude, like throwing it in my face. <laughs> throwing my own words back in my face. What a monster. That's but, pretty um, funny. Yeah, no, uh, our meta I think is pretty soft to that deck, and it's a good deck. So, yeah, it's I think like, the room is particularly soft because there's garbage like mill running around. It's like zero respect for that deck. <laughs> Just zero <laughs> respect because nobody plays it. Like, yeah, there's aren't that many people even playing blue red Phoenix. There's like maybe one or like two, maybe two. Yeah, yeah. like Sometimes it's kind of three. similar. So our shop is really really bad at playing like the best deck. Like, nobody wants to play the best deck. <laughs> yeah. Like, when Humans was super popular, no one played Humans. One guy. One guy. Like, had... For the longest time, I think, leading up to... I mean, I was the Humans player for a long time at, yeah. that, at our store. And then when Humans was, like, even more popular after I was off the deck, uh, I was back on Amulet. No one played it at Gradescape. No one. So, like, I went into, um, like, a, a pretty large event or whatever. I was like, I have literally never played against Humans before because... <laughs> No, I, because nobody wants to play it. Yeah, no one play it. We have the one guy that always plays a tribal deck, and he has like spirits, humans, uh, slivers, slivers, I think, yeah. and then like maybe merfolk. His allies as well. Oh yeah, and it's all he always plays like a five color tribal deck, like always. Yeah, he should get Zubaras. Oh, I think he was really excited when we talked about that. I think he watched the videos. I think he actually mentioned he'd like watch the videos or something. I remember him being excited about Zuberas. <laughs> Is this a tribal deck? <laughs> yeah. Maybe he ultimately decided not to do it because it didn't make use of his Aether Vials. <laughs> <laughs> God, that deck. Oof, what a fucking pile. Uh, yeah, so speaking of um, Amulet, I also played at the last EJ Open event playing Amulet. Um, so it's kind of funny because the way down I was like, racking my brain and talking to John like should I what should I play it's my last card in my main deck because beforehand I just 5-0 twice in a row online playing a list with one coalition relic and two explorers and I was like man coalition relic seems pretty good I'm gonna try playing two 
and paper and just cut and explore. And I'm like, well, should I just play one main deck explore? That doesn't seem to make any sense. Why not? And it's like, but what else would I play? I don't know. I'm just... So I was like, at the last minute, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to play a main deck Drag Tusk. Because at these other events, Mono Red Phoenix has been pretty popular and Blue Red Phoenix is also pretty popular. So Thrag Tusk seems like a reasonable choice. And I saw the card literally one time the entire day in six rounds. It was in a hand that I mulliganed. <laughs> it That's was. what I was telling you. I was like, it doesn't mm. matter. Like, it's one card. It's so minor. And yeah, you pointed so the card out. could have been like Phage the Untouchable and it would have been literally the same thing. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you pointed out that you can tutor it up so it's got mar- like marginal value that you don't normally have with like a one of an amulet. Or amulet has marginal value because you can search for lands and green creatures that other decks can't really do that. Yeah. But compared to like explore, like you're not going to see that one explore on a, it, at an average tournament it's like, more really, than once it's or twice. Really, really good when your opponent has a lily and you're like summoner's pact in response to your plus. For Thrag Tusk, not as good. Obstinate Veiloth is the actual is the other one I was thinking of, yeah. But yeah. a main deck Obstinate Veiloth seems terrible. Yeah. 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 Search uh, Summoner's Pact and Liliana Plus turns Obstinate Veiloth into uh, rocket-powered Turbo Slug. <laughs> With Echo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if you don't pay the Echo, you don't lose no, the creature. No, you rocket just power- lose the game. Rocket-powered Turbo game. Slug says you have to pay for it the next turn, <clears throat> otherwise you lose. It has super haste. Oh, right, 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 yeah. <laughs> I see. <laughs> so it's like super haste, but during your opponent's turn, so it can't attack. <laughs> oh, what a card. I have one on my desk. It's been like on my desk forever. I don't know why I don't take it off my desk. An obstinate bill? <laughs> no, uh, a rocket-powered turbo. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I like pull up my cards, I need to like throw away, trade, or sell it just ends up being left on the desk because it doesn't really fall into any category. It's like, I'm not going to get rid of it because it's cool, but I'm not going to trade it either, so it just lives on my desk. It just gets bumped around, moves from one side of the desk to the other. It's an uncommon, man. Three and a red for a 3-1 with super haste. (laughs) Wow. Anyway... So I went four two at this event playing Amulet, just shy of top eight. Uh, actually, really frustrating because uh, my two losses were to this the one guy in the entire room that decided he should register the card Blood Moon in his main deck because he was playing uh, Mardu Pyromancer. Hashtag mm-hmm. no bad matchups. And it's really frustrating <laughs> because I lost the exact same guy at the RPTQ playing the exact same matchup, and that loss also locked me out of top eight. Mm. sad times so yeah that's that's cool and then I was uh, more upset I guess or it was a sad times for everyone because they got paired against Kevin on Swans in round 5 I believe more sad times and so I was like hey you want to draw <laughs> <laughs> but it was really bad because like because of the EG Open Championship or whatever, there were like five people with a round one buy, including S- Kevin. <laughs> yeah, so like the tiebreakers would have been all messed up, and there were like way too many people at like who would have been four one one. And there was an ID too. I played a- the ban- the bank control guy that I played against had an ID. You mean an unintentional draw? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm dumb. Sorry. Yeah, unintentional. So draw. like the standings are all messed up. Like it wasn't safe to draw. And then I won game one against Kevin. I was like, Oh my god, is this gonna be the day? Is this gonna be the day? It was not the day. It was not. <laughs> nope. <laughs> was not I I drew unbelievably 
poorly in the games like two and three. I think I'm looking down to like four or five both games and just never really did anything ever. I also mulled a five game one and somehow won that game. Yeet. But uh, yeah, sad times. <laughs> and then Kevin didn't even make top eight because he yeah he got cheesed in the, the final round of the Swiss. Rip. But the the more important story of the day was. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. So, I was trying to like not talk about this on the cast because I have friends who listen to the cast, and I had didn't, haven't gotten a chance to play with all those friends with this deck yet. <laughs> But I can't not share the story because it's great. So uh, here we are. I finished one round pretty early. And so I have some extra time. And good old Kevin, not uh, not Swan's Kevin, uh, my other friend Kevin. A filthy casual, just like yourself, apparently. Yeah, so we both brought our EDH decks. Which is weird, a weird way to start the story, but okay. So we had both built new EDH decks Except I didn't really know who his was, I don't think. Maybe I did. I don't know. But he knew mine. So I, I put together an Animar deck. And he put together a Sliver deck. I think it was Overlord? The one that can steal other Slivers? Mm-hmm. It was not, definitely the one that steals Slivers. Which yeah, one I'm that not is? very versed know. on my Sliver names. But, um... <laughs> so we start playing. And, I, and, like, a crowd starts to gather... And people, I think, at first walk up and they see, like, my field, my battlefield, and it's, like, Elvish Mystic, um, Coiling Oracle, Glenelendra Archmage. And they're like, oh, man, this is a pretty spicy modern deck you have. And just, like, ignore my Animar that's also sitting on the table. <laughs> and they're like, oh, this is a pretty interesting modern deck. And they, like, look across the table and there's just slivers. I'm like, wait a minute. This isn't modern. <laughs> Oh man. So people were like making comments about Animar and like oh Animar's this, Animar's that, like Animar's whatever. And I was like, oh man, do I get to untap with my Animar? Ooh baby. So Kevin the pre on the previous turn had gone and fetched up because he had the sliver with sliver I think sliver I don't know. You can tutor slivers yeah, tutor slivers. Tutor tutor for slivers, yeah, yeah. And he gets this Morphling, which is like tap, make target creature the type of your choice. Mm -hmm. So he made my Consecrated Sphinx a sliver. Oh, and a me stole my changeling? Consecrated Sphinx. <laughs> and he was like, ha-ha! All your cards are belong to me! And I was like, okay. As long as you didn't steal, like, uh, my Paragon Drake, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> and so I untap, and I glimpse of nature. And like draw a card, he's like, I'll draw two. Yeah, draw a card, I'll draw two. It's like you can draw as many cards as you want. That's <laughs> <fine>. <laughs> and everyone's like confused, like how like what are you even doing? What, like what's going on over here? And so I play like a Green Warden. I don't I didn't expect any listeners to know what any of these fucking cards do. It's like Green Warden of Marasa or something like that. Oh, I know it's, that one. It's basically a six mana eternal witness. Yeah. <laughs> What? But when it dies, you eternal witness again. Yeah. Oh. And it's a 6-5 or whatever. Mm -hmm. But with Animar, it's a, it's two mana. Mm -hmm. So the thing is that I had a Deadeye Navigator in my hand, which is a wombo combo with Paragon Drake, because you pay two mana and then untap five mana. Right? 
The trouble was, I only had two blue mana sources. So if I played my Dead Eye Navigator, I couldn't use the ability to flicker the Paragon Drake. Mm-hmm. So in order to get my third blue mana, I had to do some mana morphos trickery by Green Warden of Morosering my Wild Cantor back from my graveyard to turn a green mana into blue mana. <laughs> which I was able to do because I tapped my Animar for green because I had the stupid, um, whatever the card's called, like, all your creatures with 1-1 counters have tap out of green. That's so good. So my animal with like 10, 12 counters on is like, yep, tap for a green. <laughs> Play this wild canter. Wild canter for blue, die navigator, flicker my fucking Paragon Drake, make a bunch of mana. And then like, okay, now what? I'm like walking ballista. And then I just like, I just like reel back in my chair and just go, ah, Dude, everyone's like, ah! Like half the store's watching this game now. I'm like, ah! It's like that, that, like the meme video of like that guy who like runs across the screen with his hands up. Like, ah! Yeah, it's amazing. Because oh everyone, everyone was like, was not on board of what the hell Chris was doing until he played the Dead Eye Navigator, and then everyone's like, that card's dangerous. <laughs> yeah, so everyone's like, oh, ha, ha. Like, he's he's just drawing some cards, but he's running out of mana, like, he can't even do anything, and I, like, Dead Eye Navigator, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> this is not a fair magic card. Dude, yeah. that is so good. <laughs> like, I don't know dick about EDH, but I know that card's really good. It was, like, banned or talked about being banned for a long time, right? Like... The card's really gross. I know it's ban-worthy, like in that territory that's that's what i know about that card <laughs> so yeah so you can flick your paragon drake or your palancron which i'm also playing uh, just like infinite mana and then after you have an infinite mana you can just flicker like something else like i could have just decided to flicker my you know clothing oracle a billion times to control mm-hmm. my entire deck and yeah like, oh look a blista you're dead now Ooh. oh look blista for free and you're dead wow uh I'm I 100% approve that you are actually building the deck. That is absolutely amazing to hear. Oh, and like my pile of modern playable cards. Exactly. Yeah. No combos. <laughs> <laughs> Although, like, if our Animar decks faced off, I would probably lose. Oh, most uh... certainly. Because John's deck is like mono one for one removal and like <laughs> answers and shit and sweepers like anger of the gods and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, it's like what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> I built a one for one EDH deck or a, a 1v1 EDH deck. I don't want to play multiplayer. Fuck that. It's all fun and games until I do the, the OTK bamboozle. Yeah. Wait, what color is this, John? If what? I played like the Animar Mirror, like I would probably lose because John's deck is like a mono removal. Oh, gotcha. Every so- deck John builds is mono removal. That's oh. not true. It is true. It's <laughs> true. <laughs> I thought about my Marty deck. It's like ninety mm. percent <laughs> removal. That was a lie. <laughs> that's like that's a removal. great story. That's an amazing story. Uh, I'm proud. It's really hard to go from no board to kill, but it's possible. I'm I'm so proud. Just like Animar, it usually involves Animar, Cloud Fairies, and Manowar. Yep. <laughs> Manowar bounce my Cloud Fairies. Cloud of Fairies. You can also you can also add, do you have uh do you have ancestral statue in your deck? Well, yeah, but right. I mean that's like the boring way to do it, right? Yeah, it's like oh look, turn four, I'm done. You guys <laughs> can keep playing. I'll walk away. That's what Just everyone like, talks oh, about. Weird harvest for my statue. What creature do you guys get? Oh, I don't care. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> I was I like, talking at the shop about wanting to play Animar and 
like one of the people that works there was like oh you gotta play this card and they're like trying to remember the name and they're like it's like ancestral statue they're like yeah i mean it's like it's like literally the card everyone brings up <laughs> in like always always i mean it's it's a one card combo I mean, it's, what it, it's yeah. the card yeah it's literally oh look turn four it's like a I win. common or an uncommon, right? From like, yeah, it's like cons common. or common. something. Common from from cons block, yeah. Ten ten centerinos. <laughs> yeah, it's like what a what a trash card. No, the the real tech card is when you're like, nah, man, you got to play like like the green exarch. Oh, I, uh, I brutalizer exarch. I can't even remember the name of it right now. Yeah, it's a brutalizer, I think, because green, think- red, black is a tumor <clears throat> exarch. Yeah, I think the real sweet thing is Phyrexian Metamorph. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. On so you what? just like build your own ancestral statue for two uh-huh. life. Like, oh, I'm just gonna Metamorph copy my mana, my um, Manowar and bounce Metamorph, itself. Bounce itself. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Play two life, put a counter to life, put a counter to life, put a counter to life, put a counter. <laughs> wow. Yep. Oh look, I have twenty counters. What what colors did your deck? Oh black. Oh, you're dead. <laughs> you're dead. Next. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Wow. Animar is fun. I love Animar. Passion. Although I will say, I think the deck is incredibly weak to like uh, a lot of removal and sweepers. Like, holy fucking shit. You want to play against my Marty deck? <laughs> uh, uh, doubt. <laughs> yeah, I guess what's, so, huh? What's the like no, well, black, black like, double doom blade that's in the deck? <laughs> there's like supplemental creatures that you can use that are like, I'm getting way too. I'm getting. Animar is really good against. Mardu. Pro white, pro black? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> getting... Play this Animar and attack you with a few times, you just die. <laughs> I'm just literally play it and like get it over three, and you're just like. Well, the deck attack. plays like a fucking tile of Wrath of God. So. I was going to say, there's a there's a handful of uh, supplemental creatures that you can get that are like eight mana, seven mana, something like that, or but like one, one green and. And X um, that give all other creatures indestructible. And there's also wanna, there's also another one I can't remember. I just really want to cast a merciless eviction. I haven't done that since like gate crash pre release. Those are great days. <laughs> merciless eviction. <laughs> yeah. Good God. Hey, so oh. Six mana. Six mana. Wipe the thing that you don't like. Yeah. <laughs> Although, what I really enjoy about Animar is I get to play Plasm Capture and feel good about it. Right? This is now MTG EDH cast. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> let's let's uh, quickly backtrack. I see Steven's like pulling out cards from what I assume is an EDH deck. <laughs> Thumbing through them. Oh, another another sweet-ass fucking thing is um, you haven't lived until you have like Ancestral Statue or something that like, bounces itself with a Sunbird's Invocation. <laughs> Why haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> You're just like, spin the wheel! Every card has Cascade now! Oh my god, that's awful. <laughs> Build your own Maelstrom Wander? Ugh. Okay. How much was it to pick up all the stuff that you were, like, missing, Chris? I don't know. More than I wanted to. Hmm. I feel like I'm locked into playing Animar because I actually own two of the three duels. <laughs> but I get to play my Taiga. Oh, you have the Taiga! You have the one I don't have! By our powers combined, we have a full set of duels. <laughs> yeah, but okay, so I my my deck did make some budget um con uh, what do you what's the word? Concessions. Yeah. <clears throat> like I don't own a island. I don't own a volcanic island. 
and uh, I didn't buy like all the super high end top tier shit. I made I made I made the only I guess the only concessions that I've made for the deck are the dual lands. I have all the shocks fetches. Um, yeah, all the main combo pieces. Is the one thing that we can agree on as far as magic decks go that we just all really like rug way too much? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's like the one thing we agree on as far as magic decks is all three of us just have like a morbid fascination with rug. No wonder we all suck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'll say, I think you guys are uh, infected with the rug to a higher degree than I. Absolutely. Um, oh, it's so great. I just want to play Huntmaster of the Fells in every format. Right? Right. Card's not good. Card's just but bad. it's so cool. It's not even good in modern anymore. But it's so cool. Like your opponent's like Arclight Phoenix. You're like lol. Huntmaster of the Fells. Gain two life. Make a wolf that doesn't block a flyer. <laughs> Get wrecked. <laughs> like strong. Strong. <laughs> yeah. So. When I first started playing Magic, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be like a blue mage. Look at me. I'm so fucking smart with my counter spells and my cantrips. And nowadays, I'm just like, herder, make six mana. Here's a primeval titan. (laughs) 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 And, like, sometimes when I'm not even playing Amulet, I'm still just doing herder, make six mana, play a primeval titan. (laughs) That meme of the guy sitting on a chair made of his own brain. Uh, and then like see him like herder make eight mana cast a traitor <laughs> <laughs> accurate you just yeah. got tired of thinking it's like all i want to do is is make a bunch of mana and play a big green thing but i want my process of making the mana to be as convoluted as possible <laughs> <laughs> it's very accurate you want to like, use KCI your brain to make doesn't mana. play a big green thing so it's out no 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 not good elves though there you go yeah that's why you don't like the current elves deck because it doesn't make big green things yeah you don't play creator of the current elves deck because it must be bad what kind of big dumb idiot can we put in your elf deck to make you play it oh you're seeing a big drum green idiots in elf decks um i have been seeing a little bit more of like white legacy elf lists and I, what the hell is it called it's an Archon. oh god i got crushed by that at a legacy event multiple times uh knight of valor's reach or something archon of valor's reach yeah something like that it's like a uh, what, five seven flying vigilant, vigilant thing and, yeah. and when it comes to play you choose a type it's like either creature instance sorcery artifact enchantment maybe that sounds right i think like it excludes planeswalkers and um maybe it excludes creatures too i don't remember I think it does exclude creatures. So, like, the important thing is you can name instant again, and then, like, half of the deck on Legacy just can't cast any spells anymore. So, my Elves opponent did the thing, even though I was dead to Greater Hoof, which was really funny, um, did the thing, and they named instant the first time, and I died. And then later on, I had a light up the stage that had exiled two sorceries, (laughs) and they named sorcery, and I had, like, a ponder and a preordain in hand, just like, Ah! <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I never played with that card, but it seems sweet. I don't it's know. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, I mean, Delver sure as fuck can't beat it. Like, because then it's like a five seven, so it's it, vigilant. <laughs> it just eats their Delvers and their Gurmog Anglers alive. And like, what are they gonna do? Bolt at post combat? They can't play any instance. Yeah. Yeah. 
like, <laughs> guess God. I'll die. Yeah. Fucking A, man. Yeah, and, like, Grixis Delver has, like, Diabolic Edict, but, like, Lowell's still all these fucking elves. <laughs> like, Yeah, ooh. Running, Edict V. Fetch running, for a Dryad Arbor. Yeah, ah! Running Interference. Ugh, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, uh, that card's good. Can confirm. Okay, so... We are way out in the weeds. Let's <laughs> so far out. Angels in the outfield, uh, or at least Archons. Um, let's talk about our trio of headliner modern events we had this past weekend. We had Grand Prix Tampa Bay, Grand Prix Bilbao, Spain. and yes, Spain, GP Spain, and uh, SCG uh, Philadelphia. All modern. Um, wait, 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 pop quiz. Uh, we'll ask the question to you, Stephen, to mm. make the most fair. Out of these three events, which one do you think had live video coverage? Oh, you know what? I haven't even been paying attention to that. Um, I would assume. Is it, is it A, the GP run by CFB in Tampa? Is it B, the GP also run by Channel Fireball in Bilbao, Spain? Or C, the SCG event ran in Philly? I'm going to go with C. Ding 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 ding! You would be correct. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, seeing as I haven't been able to comment on anything recently, uh, Channel Fireball is ruining uh, what I like about like magic coverage and like, oh, it's the weekend. I can it, like by not having it. Okay. Yeah. Like it's let the me, weekend. I can me, like enjoy coverage. Let me interject right here because this is gonna blow your fucking minds. This is gonna like your your skulls are gonna pop open and your brain is gonna crawl out and run away. This weekend, CFB had a Legacy 3K at their game center in Santa Clara, California, attended by I think a hundred people. I think they sold out or close to sold out. They streamed it. <laughs> That's so fucking stupid. That they is so dumb. They streamed their Legacy 3K. That they hey, held at their shop. They like brought in commentators. They had two guys I've never heard of commentating. I don't know if I didn't even notice them. Like I don't even recognize them as like legacy players in the community. Like I haven't been playing in the Bay in a while, so maybe they're like well known. But I didn't even know who they were. And they had commentary and coverage for their legacy 3K and not for their two GPs they were running. Now, <laughs> what, now what? don't get me don't get me wrong. I can understand from a business standpoint that it is. is this- that it gets just into GP experience. <laughs> that it gets too expensive to send out crews at for every single GP. I can understand from a business standpoint. Now hold on, but, I'm going to stop you right there. But at the I'm going to stop no, 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 you no, 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 right no, 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 there. No, no, no. Give me, no, let me no, finish. No, let me finish. No, 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 me. All right, all right. first, first. <laughs> no, it's he's too not expensive. It, no, no, it's too expensive to send a film crew out to your to your fucking. GP. Okay, well, what, if you would, Tampa, Tampa if Bay, you Florida, would let me finish. If you would have let me finish, I would have when answered that. I would have answered that. Okay, can I finish talking now? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. All right. So I understand that it's very expensive to send out the whole commentating team and everything, but it's not expensive to find a camera, like a digital streaming crew in the area. Like, it's not hard to find, hey, can you set up three tables with cameras and we'll do the coverage from channel fireball that's where you're wrong kiddo you see they want to have a consistent gp experience and no coverage is consistent 
<laughs> hiring someone at each place is extremely inconsistent. Yeah, well, I guess so. <laughs> you can't have inconsistent streams if you don't, don't have streams. streams. <laughs> 100 IQ. Uh, yeah, I just can't believe that they streamed their Legacy 3. And it was cool. I'm glad they did it. It was awesome. But this is the same company that, like, what? Yep. This is, like, exactly what I bitched about last time, about their not having coverage. Like, I, I just don't I just don't see the excuse. I don't understand what excuse you can have to just it's not, just, it's not hard. cover your modern GPs. It's, it's not hard, especially considering that you're already sending out a team for your table. So you just add three more people to set up cameras. But I mean, it's not your table. You're running the whole fucking event. I am, like, It's not that you have a booth at the GP. The entire event is run by you. You know, so now, your whole crew running the events already. I, I don't know. I just, no, now that you mention it, actually. It. So like the, the tables have to pay fees. The people playing have to play fees. And the people the playing, artists in some cases, yeah, right? the artists some artists sometimes have to play have to pay fees, and then players play multiple times, and people buy bracelets and people buy merchandise. So where is that money going? So I ain't buying this. <laughs> Wait, so where is that money going? Have they explained that? Uh, yeah, I mean it's basic economics. It's going into their fucking bank account after they pay all their expenses. That's. That doesn't seem right. That doesn't seem even here. I mean, they're a business. It doesn't have to be even. No, no, no. You're right. No, I'm not saying like that. I just mean like, like as far as like your the the service for the fanship. Like that doesn't so seem. I, fair. I don't know if it's just like complacency of like, oh well, you know, what are they gonna do? Not give us an SGP? <laughs> yeah. You know, I I don't know. I don't know why they're not they're not just fucking doing it. But I am not a fan. Maybe no, they, maybe maybe here's the thought. Shout into the void. Maybe they want to pull away from tabletop magic. The planar void. And want to push into like esports, you know? Like cause tabletop magic can't be quote unquote esports. CFB doesn't want to do that. They've got the contract for paper GPs. Like, they're not going to hire a CFE to run their fucking digital events. But like, what if they're working with they have, magic? They have no background or experience in that. Why what would Watsi want to hire a CFE for that? That's such a terrible idea. Like, who would you want to hire? A company that you have a working relationship with who sells paper magic cards? Or a company that specializes in broadcasting... <clears throat> digital gaming tournaments or it could be that that uh wizards or just wasn't house yeah well it could just be that wizard wasn't paying them enough i just like that too like oh we're gonna but, but again it's like do they need the money from wizards to be able to afford the coverage yeah like no i don't i don't think like, it's a matter is, of is wizards taking like all the money from the the fucking entry fees and stuff i i don't know it could be it could be that wizards doesn't even it's not that they couldn't afford it, it's that they they try they probably tried to up their price and as like like Wizards was like, no, we're not gonna pay you more money. Like, what are you gonna do? Stop running events? And they're like, Yeah, we're gonna stop running coverage. And they're like, Yeah, okay. And they're and now Channel Fireball is like, oh well, we gotta stop running coverage. I will give CFP one thing to their credit. And I think the one thing is 
I don't think that their contract with Watsy lets them run advertisements for other products. Yeah. Right. Uh huh. SCG partially funds their streams doing advertisements. Yeah. And I don't think CFB has that option. Mm-hmm. So that's like one point in CFB's court. But still, like, that's a pretty Weak small argument. Point. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's a contributing factor, but. I don't think it's a deciding factor. Okay, so the, I guess this brings up a thing. So if if Watsi is the only one who's allowed to have commercials during the stream, then wouldn't Watsi want them to stream the GPs as well? You would think. You would think, yeah. When did this turn into to to get it on Joe Fireballs here? <laughs> I mean. Uh, I think a lot of people are just really confused. I think, or maybe not confused, but just angry because I don't know how yeah. confused I am. I think I think it's pretty clear why it's happening. I'm yeah. I guess I'm in the upset camp. I enjoy. I mean, spending weekends I, watching coverage. I wasn't. I wasn't particularly happy to hear that CFB had exclusive rights to GPs for the next like what couple of fucking years, and I felt the reasoning was whack, but. At the same time, I had never been to a GP hosted by anyone other than Channel Fireball, so I couldn't really make any strong claims as to how important that really was. You know, I don't know if, you know, GPs in other countries or in the East Coast were significantly different than ones I had attended because all the ones I had attended were indeed all hosted by CFB. Um, but I, I just, I just can't understand the the blatant lack of, of video coverage for these events when modern has always been the most viewed mm-hmm. GPs and pro tours yeah. ever to just like it from, uh, from Waltz's like advertising perspective, right? Wouldn't you want to stream the events that are the most watched? Yeah. That's true. Isn't that why the Super Bowl commercials are the most expensive? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I hope I, I, mean, hope I can I can get that like modern isn't really on their agenda for promoting their game. But I mean at this point it should be now because they're making a whole set dedicated they're to it. They're releasing a set that's catered to modern players. Yeah. Yeah. So so it should be if it wasn't before it should be now. At least for the for the next so you know few months. Yeah. Well, drop the ball on that one. Um Yeah, I don't know. Hopefully the community's discord is uh it's heard or like, did, did I say discord discourse no one actually wants to watch modern because all they see are modern red phoenix and blue red phoenix decks actually it's blue red no one really plays modern red with the big i ones. mean nobody loved it when splinter twin was like absurd and everybody still watched coverage then <laughs> like i remember being at zach's house and we just watched splinter twins versus splinter twin for like three matches. It was still fun. <laughs> Quiet. I love their Splinter Twins. Yeah, they man. do. <clears throat> so uh, getting into the actual contents of these, uh, <laughs> these GPs. Um, Phoenix had a standout showing. Uh, winning two of the three events. So Steven, you don't, do you have these up yet or no? Yeah. yeah. Oh, damn. I wasn't going to quiz you again. Oh, but these events. I, yeah. Which of these events do you think was not won by Phoenix? 
it was uh it wasn't the Spain one and it wasn't Philly, so it was the other one. Tampa. Ding 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 ding. Yeah. You but prof- which of these GPs did not have a Phoenix deck in the finals? Was that uh, none of them? None of them? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they all had like a an, like an a, an outstanding uh, Phoenix showing, if I remember reading yeah. right. So oddly enough, the one GP that wasn't won by Phoenix had four copies of it in the top eight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, I from from my playtesting and and experience just at, at local events, I think Shadow is favored against Phoenix. Blue makes sense at least um you have the tools to interact with what they are doing and you have a nice quick clock so that's pretty good um, not only so that they help you with their clock too a little bit yeah you don't want too much help yeah but like like in a way that other decks don't sort of i guess if that makes sense like uh kind of like the same duality with affinity where it's like where it's like oh i can attack them and it could go lower and they could like I can do incremental damage to the point where they're like, oh, oh look at this. I just have a random, you know, 12-12 on the battlefield. Like I don't so I do guess- I don't do enough damage in one swing to like kill them. It's like incremental damage at the beginning steps of the state of the of the match and then and then that final final blow. I got to the do- thing is that the the Phoenix so decks don't usually want to be doing incremental damage to the shadow deck, right? If they can, they would like to just kill them all in one big hit. Yeah. To keep the shadows down. Now, Blue Red Phoenix is much better at doing that than Mono Red. However, um, I think Grizzly Shadow has good tools to prevent Phoenix from getting into a position where they can make the big swing. Mm. So with this card, like Inquisition and Thoughtseize and stuff, it's um, a little bit difficult for the Phoenix player to accumulate the critical mass of spells in their hand to actually recur the big the Phoenixes while flipping the thing in the ice. And with stuff like Fatal Push to kill the thing in the ice, it really kind of um, puts a, a damper on their ability to just swing in for like, you know, 18, 20 damage in one one go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not that you need to be doing 20 damage to Shadow in the same turn, but... More like, you know, 7, 8. Teamer Battle Rage is good against the Pyromancer plane that some of them have post-board, too. I had a game where I drew a second Teamer Battle Rage off the top. Cracked in with a shadow and a Gurmog Angler and battle raged both. <laughs> Seems good. It was bad times for my opponent. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, the the fact that they have um lightning axe is actually pretty scary though. They can actually kill a, a Gurmog Angler and sometimes yeah. even a shadow, which a lot of decks lack the tools to do in red. Exactly. Yeah. Fatal push or you know Angler dodges most of that business. Tapped Exile is kind of the big offender for removing Gurmog Angler. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, at Tampa we had uh, we'll just kind of run through. Uh, we had Shadow Phoenix. This is Blue Red Phoenix. Boggles. Is it Phoenix? Is it Phoenix? Is it Phoenix? Lantern Control and Tron. So we had four Blue Red Phoenix decks: Shadow, Boggles, Lantern, Tron. So we had. Um, uh, half the half the top eight being claimed by the i guess we'll call it like an aggro combo deck mm-hmm. and then we had a um an aggro control deck a extremely linear aggro deck uh and a control deck and a big mana deck 
or a prison deck, I should say, in a, in a big mana deck. Which it, it kind of seems to be like the the theme moving on to the other ones as well. Um, they, they all have very similar, uh, not I guess not so much decks, but like uh, decks that fall into that same category, right? The interesting thing about Tampa is there's no dredge. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, dredge cracked the top eight of both of the others and actually put three copies into bill bell's top eight mm-hmm. which kind of jives with the meta at large from what we've seen um kind of dredge and blue red phoenix being two of the most popular and successful decks mm-hmm. and um i read somewhere that people some people were thinking that um dredge is the deck that's throwing a wrench in the plans of the decks that are trying to beat Phoenix. So like say Greeks of Shadow is a favorable Phoenix matchup. Mm-hmm. How's your dredge matchup? Yeah, it's I guess. Okay, but not great. And same for like blue white control, right? Maybe blue white has an okay Phoenix matchup with terminuses and baths and stuff. And then how's their dredge matchup? Terrible. <laughs> Pretty bad. Unwinnable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's because um, part of the problem is that the natural inclination is against these blue-red decks. People just want to pile on the surgical extractions. Mm-hmm. They just want to go, like, maximum surgical. And surgical is not that great against Dredge. No, it's, it's, not, it's not bad, but it's, it's not, not it, the it best. It is rarely winning you the game on its own. It's like, it, it, it's like if you pull two or three of them, I guess maybe, but... Yeah, I had a game where I had two and two Snapcaster Mages, and I fucking nutted all over Dredge. Yeah, like, like but that, that's not how it normally goes. That'll so do I think, it. I think it's not so much a problem with Surgical Extraction as it is the problem with the decks playing Surgical Extraction. So yeah. if you Surgical Dredge, but you're still this dirtily, slow, you know, fair deck, they'll kill you with the other threats they have in their deck. Yeah. Right. So, like, because I think about the Forsakes of Amulet Titan because... I always think in that way, but kind of work it in. A lot of times, like the single Tormont script is oftentimes just game winning. Yeah, and the the reason it's game winning is it gives you enough time to deploy your big dumb idiot threat that just locks them out of the game forever. But most of the other decks playing surgical extraction don't really have that ability. So they, you know, maybe they draw their one surgical, they fire it off, and then they just sit around and get creeping chilled to death anyway. Mm-hmm. God, I forgot about that card. <laughs> Ugh. Well, you're in for her rude awakening, my friend. Oh, man, that card oh, sucks, awakening. dude. Yeah, but uh, so at uh, at Bilbao we have Is It Phoenix were Prison, which is also a deck that's gained a lot of momentum. Dredge Is It Phoenix again, Red Green Valakut, Dredge Dredge, and Shadow Zoo, which is similar to the deck I've been playing. Although this one's playing Nacodles instead of Soul Scar Mages. Because I actually made the choice that had less greedy mana for once. What? I know. Still everyone... has zero basic lands and less <laughs> greedy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, everyone's like, John just plays the greed pile with the greedy mana face. Well, fuck you. I played the three-color deck instead of the four-color one. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, so we got a really kind of similar breakdown here, although Dredge is, uh, is much more prevalent. Um, we've got a big mana deck, you know, with Volokut. We've got a prison deck with War Prison, um, and we don't have um, don't have the place of Boggles so much filled. Although I guess Dredge falls into that little bit really linear aggro deck yeah. slot. I guess you could argue that that's a comparable 
Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's it's like a combo aggro deck. Yeah. Um, I think this is a more standard configuration for what you'd expect to see. I think if you were looking at like a really bog standard idea of what the meta looks like, you'd expect like Phoenix, War Prison, Dredge, um, Tron, mm -hmm. um, and then like a little bit of Shadow maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I um, think I saw some stats of like the um, CFB like deck registration stuff. And Phoenix was by far the most um, popular deck, with Mono Green Tron actually being the second most popular. Yeah, Tron's really big. Okay, Dredge so... Pulling in very real numbers as well. So, not to go back to this topic, but uh, I get it. You know, sure, I can, you know, I can, I can understand from a certain point that video coverage is too hard, but is it too hard to get the stupid list of decks on this... That's a Watsi thing. Watsi doesn't work on publishing the data. Watsi has yeah, consistently Wada has cons Wada <laughs> Wada uh, Watsi has consistently. Um, that's not true. Watsi doesn't hate data. Watsi hates ha you having data. Yeah, they put the 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 kibosh on data getting out consistently well, like, for a very S long time now. SCG has twenty five. SCG has been told to put out less data than they used to. They no. used to put out every single deck list. Back well, what I'm saying is, I think like, like top, the whole event. I think like top fifty is good. Every deck list. Just saying. Can you imagine? It's beyond science. <laughs> yeah, no. You just have like a perfect. You have the perfect reading for the day. Yeah, yeah. They, they Watsy told them to knock it off. Listen, I'm I'm okay with less data of from all of it, but I still want like more than eight, more than sixteen, like. So this is a great chance for those of you listeners. If you play on Moto, you should check out Mort, the magic online replay tool. It is developed by a familiar name to some of you, uh, one Shock Troopa, the oh mono blue Tron player who huh. just does nothing but 5-0 of mono blue Tron for like years now. Interesting. Um, they develop uh, Mort. Um, it is a tool for tracking uh, your performance. Um, on Magic Online, it scrubs your replays. Uh, it will give you uh, win percentages. Um, it detects what deck you were playing. It does all sorts of fancy stuff. It detects what deck your opponent was playing. Wow. Uh, you can actually feed it deck lists to um, tell it what uh, that archetype is. So if you want to delineate between certain versions of like Tron or whatever, you can feed it deck lists and be like, this is what a green-black Tron deck looks like. This is what a green-white Tron deck looks like. And then name it, and it'll know it'll like be able to spot what type of Tron deck it is for your records. If you care about breaking it down more. Um, hashtag not an ad hashtag not an ad. No, it's, it's, it's free. It's free software. Um, the guy does donations for like, it's kind of like how um, some, well, I guess most people won't be familiar with this, but it's how like Simu, the Wii U emulator works where if you donate, you get access to the newest version, like a few weeks sooner than everyone else. <laughs> Anyways, um, it's free and he actually uh gets all the submitted data and he doesn't make it public because he's he said he's worried about like you know watsy coming knocking on his door if he makes all the data public absolutely but he has all the data from everyone that's if so they funny. opt in it's like you know you can say i don't want my data to be shared yeah. back but if you don't turn it off it sends him all of your data which you can turn I, off. I would. I, I would love he, to look at that. He will, on request, spit out if you ask him about certain things. He will tell. He will tell you in in their Discord, and he's got some really interesting data about matchups and stuff. Interesting. Yeah. 
So wow. it's kind of cool. They have a very active Discord for Mort and people who are using Mort. I wish of, there was. I wish there was a way he could share that without having it get on the internet somehow anonymously <laughs> but i mean it wouldn't be right like yeah I, no one else is gonna have he almost certainly has the largest data set outside of like scg and cfb yeah and i don't even know if cv cfb is retaining that data or not yeah i mean they could be and feeding it to their pros maybe but that's actually pretty expensive on their part to to do because they have to manually that would also it. be kind of sketchy if they so were doing that they like mistype declas i don't know yeah anyways Sorry. Not outside the realm of possibility. But anyways, yeah. Um, since we're talking about data, I wanted to bring that up because I've actually been having that in the back of my mind for a while as something to bring up on the cast. But if you were interested in keeping track of your win-loss ratios, um, your mulliganing win-loss ratios, um, just general um, history of your play online, uh, I would highly, highly recommend more. It's way better than a Google Doc, which is what we've been doing for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, back to the the uh, modern weekend. Um, how do you guys feel about the fact that Phoenix is, if not dominant, omnipresent in the modern format right now? I mean, it's it's fine. It's like it's just another rotation of our cycles, right? Like, yeah, it's it's good right now. Don't get me wrong, but we're we're gonna find a way to beat it. I mean, if if Death Shadow has a good matchup against it, the 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 wheel will just start turning again. Death Shadow will become popular. Dredge will become popular. Then whatever comes after white decks will start getting popular. Yeah, or Dredge does Dredge does prey on on Blue Red Phoenix. It's a favorable matchup for them. So it's like yeah. So it's, I don't know. It's just part of our. It's just a new deck added to the cycle uh, of decks. I'm gonna just patiently wait this one out for Affinity. <laughs> How do you feel, Chris? Um. So I mean. Uh, the other thing is, in Modern, even the most popular deck isn't that popular. So, the odds of you playing it... So, at, like, the last Modern GP I played, I'd never played against a single deck registering the card Arc Light Phoenix. Yeah. Not a one. Even in all the side events I played, not a single deck playing Arc Light Phoenix. And so, at these larger events, it will be something that has to be on your radar, but there's always a chance you just never even run into it. You know? It also comes down... We're not to the point where it's just like every other match you play is against Dark Light Phoenix, you know? Yeah. At what which it, point, I'm sure Watsy would step in. Yeah, but um, even if you're not playing against it that often, if the numbers are high enough, the f it's, it's common enough in the format, though. Like, do you think that's an issue? That people, you know, maybe you're not seeing it that often, but if it's, you know, creeping up in percentages, it, it's... It's still warping the format potentially, right? With the uh, the amount sure, sure, sure. of consideration I mean, that must be given to it. Having a deck with a, the big target on its back does kind of warp the metagame a little bit. Um, I would almost argue that I don't know how you would reasonably have a format for a long amount of time where there isn't a deck that fills that role. Yeah, that's consistent um, with I've heard. Standard other is say. obviously not a thing where that exists. Um, standard is almost always the best deck, and then like two decks that might be playable against the best deck, and then a bunch of chaff, basically. Yeah. Um, Legacy, I think, is a little bit more open, but Legacy is also partially due to the fact that it's so goddamn expensive that people don't just pick up the best Legacy deck. Mm. 
and paper you know yeah yeah and paper so like if you're playing legacy and paper people just play whatever they like and what they have and that's kind of how it is i i imagine i saw a metagame breakdown for legacy today and the breakdown is insanely balanced the pie chart has so many slices in it it's crazy grixis control being the most popular um but not by a, like a hefty margin yeah uh, and every it, it's crazy how evenly broken up the format is however that is for paper the online meta is extremely polarized right now towards chalice of the void decks so <laughs> it's interesting to see the differences uh in how people play in paper and, on, and online but um uh, uh so basically what i think um about you know f- maybe not phoenix in particular but just kind of about modern and something that i've always said is that we're Modern's at a great place. Modern's in an awesome place where you can play any deck that you want to play as long as you have the 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 hours and the knowledge with the deck, right? So I think like is it, you is it modern is in a good in a great place? Because I always hear I always hear people say that modern is in a great place right now because you can play the deck you want. And I I almost feel like at this point it's not modern is in a great place. It's just modern is, is a, a great place. Yeah, modern because is you a can, great place. Yeah, like because I always feel like people's talking. People are talking about how like right now modern's really great because. But that but that has been the that's case been since, going on since forever. we started the podcast essentially. Like yeah, and like I just think modern's great because it's fun and you can play a lot of different decks and like you said all all the reasons you were saying, but I think it does fluctuate right. Absolutely. But like, like I said, you were saying that like uh, on, on the big scale, on like the big stage, you know, it's something that you have to worry about. But locally and maybe even uh, at like your um, at your events in, in your area, you're not so focused on like, oh, I have to beat this Phoenix deck. Right. It's just I need to think about it. But what overall, I just need to know how to play against it. I'm going to be playing against like a myriad of different decks. Yeah. Like at our store, we have like one, one, two people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I mean, but that's like FDM. So like the EJ open events are much more polarized. So one event I remember there was like an insane amount of burn and mono red Phoenix. There were like four to five mono red Phoenix players and like two or three burn players. The, so <laughs> that event was very, very, um, abnormal. You know, but I I never think that like those events are people people trying to like playing a deck to to make an advantage over that room specifically. I think they base their data off of like the bigger events or their local meta. And it just happens that a lot of the times those are pretty similar in the same area because you have a lot of the same players. So I would say that that event was largely um, influenced by the SCG team event where the sure. Modern Red Phoenix player went like, what, 15-0 and 0 in matches or something? It yeah. Insane. <laughs> I mean, that's no. that's why I put the deck together because it cost yeah. me all of $25 to put this deck together. I was like, oh, sure, mm-hmm. what the hell? Might as well try it out. Apparently, that's yeah. what everyone else was saying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This last one we were at probably had like, what, eight Blue Red Phoenix players? Uh, I don't know. I played against it once. Out of like 50? 60? Yeah, like 60 people. That's not, that's not too bad. That's I played it twice. Well, under 10%. I watched 
two people that Overtime. I didn't play against play the mirror, mm-hmm. and there was definitely at least several other people in the room on the deck. So like six to eight people probably. Yeah, so like that's like ten around ten percent. That's not too bad. I also played against the one Swans deck. <laughs> yeah, get wrecked. I'm pretty sure <laughs> I also like. I'm pretty sure that my two losses were to the only two decks in the room that registered the the card Blood Moon in their sixty. Yeah. Hey man, one of those Phoenix players might have had Blood Moons. You never know. So I actually heard before the tournament, some guy was like, man, I was thinking about main decking Blood Moon because it seems really good right now. But then I'm just going to play the mirror and it's going to be terrible and I'm going to lose. <laughs> uh, I think one of my Phoenix opponents actually had Moon and brought it in against me. Pretty sure. Anyways. Did it work? No, because they didn't find it and cast it. Word. I might have actually thought seized one. Anyway, I think it's correct for them to bring it in, though. Oh yeah, definitely. Anyway, yeah, he had it. So there's more. Did we, there's more did blood moons over... than you know. Oh, did no, no, we go no, over like, I, I know all the all the Phoenix players are sideboarding blood moons. I'm just saying, like, I've got predicts of two people who are playing main deck blood moons. Oh mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's uh, that's shitty. <laughs> did we did we go over Philly? No, we have not gone over Philly. Uh, so at Philly, there was in order from first to eighth is Isaac Phoenix, Golgari Midrange, Dredge, Amulet Titan, Amulet Titan, Isaac Phoenix, Hollow One, and Mono Green Tron. Oddly enough, the most diverse top eight that we've yeah. seen so far. Even though it has two copies of Amulet Phoenix. Or did I say Amulet, Amulet Phoenix? Phoenix? <laughs> is this a new deck? Oh my god. <laughs> my bad. I I just leaked my, my deck list. Packed, I'm sorry. Packed, 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 packed. Bring them back. Oh, then oh, you can summary dismissal all your pack triggers. <gasps> or you could just angels grace them like a normal Wait, human being. You can. Oh my that's the sweetest deck I've ever heard. That's terrible. That's why. No, Holy you go shit. you go summoners packed, summoners packed on your upkeep with the triggers on the stack. Summary dismissal. Yeah. You only paid four mana. And your opponent like remands it or something. <laughs> well, get this shit yeah, out of here. So, so why aren't we just playing Angel's Grace? That's a good question. Oh, you know, that's a good the, question. The one mana thing that makes you not die to packs that they can't counterspell. Wait, yeah, why, why aren't we playing? Why why play Path to Exile when you can just play Angel's Grace? It's Why remove the creature when you can just not lose the game? Brilliant. Huh. I think that'd be that's a spicy one for FNM right there, Chris. I would like to. I would like fact. to hear this. You can just <laughs> no. You can just blow your load on your packs during your opponent's end step or something, and then just like angels <laughs> or some shit. Yeah, it's called angel pact. Angel pact. The deck is a meme. Oh oh. <laughs> oh, they played pact of the titan, right? The the man makes like a four oh, four. That, that's giant. another deck. That's a that's a different. It's deck. The, the pact of the titan bushwhacker deck. <laughs> Wait, so okay, that's I've been out of the that's loop. That's a different breed of meme, John. Oh, uh, okay. I've been I'm I've talking been out about of the, the loop. Madcap experiment to Platinum Angel. Oh, remove your Platinum Angel. Pact of Negation. <laughs> Upkeep. I ain't paying. <laughs> Wait, Chris, I've been out of the loop. I feel stupid now for about to ask these questions. Why are we playing three coalition relics and one primal command? Uh, so, primal so, command? so primal command is a very, 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 very new tech if you can, okay if you call it that so my assumption is with primal command oh some phoenixes you don't want shuffle them back in oh okay some burn stuff going on oh gain some life oh got it need to need a threat go find you a titan 
Got it. Okay. You know, oh, some stupid like ensnaring bridge or some random bullshit you don't like? Put it on top of their deck. So why coalition relic? Um, Blood Moon is a bad card. <laughs> Blood Moon, dude, the big scare. Um, so the thing about Phoenix being in the format is that uh -huh. you're playing all against all these decks that have four bolts, four gut shots, which means mm -hmm. your poor little sneaky snake doesn't untap as much as it used to. Mm. So okay. having additional ramp spells that you can find off Ancient Strings and don't get killed by a lightning bolt mm. um, is pretty nice. Mm -hmm. And the Blue Red Phoenix deck is actually not as fast as like Mono Red. Mm -hmm. So um, playing it on turn three, untapping, and then playing your Titan on four off a of Coalition Relic is like a feasible thing you can do mm. despite your scouts getting bolted to death. Okay. Um, it also, it's, I, I was a skeptic of the Coalition Relic, and then I played one online, and it, um, definitely overperformed. The Coalition Relic was originally seen at a, on a large scale anyway, in that Through the Breach aimlet deck. Oh, version, yeah, yeah, Which yeah. I uh -huh. add by, I, I talked about that version ad nauseum, how I thought it was not good. Mm -hmm. But, um, Coalition Relic is pretty sweet. And I guess it's the real deal. Um, I'll, have to, I'll have to pick up a set then. Because I really, I literally just follow whatever you're doing. So the thing is, <laughs> most of these lists are playing three. And I'm not sure if three is the correct number. I feel like it's too many three drops. <clears throat> I don't want to get stuck in the issue I had with the stupid Through the Breach version. Where it had like mono three drops as ramp. Uh -huh. had no scouts so unless you got a turn one amulet your deck did absolutely nothing mm -hmm. until turn four or five and that's just not good enough mm -hmm. because in the event say you're playing against blue phoenix right you play turn one scout and they bolt it so they've you've saved yourself three life and that's a spell that they can't use on their turn they're trying to recur their phoenix mm -hmm. if you're just doing nothing you play a turn three azusa and hope that something good happens mm-hmm that bolt is now much better at killing you than it was. Yeah. So I so even though we're in a format where bolt is more popular and people are playing gut shots in their main deck, I mm -hmm. still think the scout version is better than bloom. Mm -hmm. Um, for for reasons like like that, I think doing nothing until turn four is not good enough. Are these guys running the exact same mainboard? It looks like I they think are. it's the exact same seventy-five, actually. Oh, oh. Um, one thing I'll, okay. I'll mention is the three negates. Uh, I've been playing three negates online. I've liked them better than spell pierce. I did not play three negates in paper because it's worse You're against Blood Moon. Okay. You also don't have three foil ones, do you? That is true. Um. <laughs> <laughs> if I did own three full negates, I would still run two negates, one pierce. Mm -hmm. What uh, about the crossroads? I do play crossroads. Why? I'm on the fence. Like having untapped mana from Radiant Fountain is nice, but sometimes having the white from crossroads is relevant when you wouldn't otherwise think about it. And late like post board games. For like consulate crackdown, Whoa. I mean even consulate even, um, crackdown. Even game one, just randomly drawing it can mm -hmm. make the or break the difference between getting to like haste and double strike your titan, 
off of single amulet or something like that. Wait, why are you playing Consulate Crackdown? Do you know what this card what does? The no, fuck? but so this card is 100% a concession to the Were Prison deck. Oh. Yes, 100%. Okay. Um, I personally have literally never played against that deck, even online. And I play a reasonable amount online, and I just so have never played are, against the deck. So I have zero Are we respect. actually afraid of it? <laughs> It's good. I hear it's a very bad matchup, but I've never played it, so I don't know. Hey. Well, uh, those are all my this, questions. The, the quote-unquote tech for the matchup was Hercules Recall. Yeah. But if I for some that. unknown reason they decide to keep their Witchbane Orb against you so you can't shoot them out with Ballista, then you can't Hercules them either. So Why? Because it targets targets. Oh. It's the issue I have. Yeah. So instead... They have this one-sided Wrath of Your Artifacts with Consulate Crackdown. Yeah, Witchbane Orb turns off Hercules Recall. Uh, does not turn off Shatterstorm, though. What's even funnier, I, I'm pretty sure that if you Poor just mana. get rid of the Bald Cloister, they don't get their hand back, right? It's just gone? Yeah, it's gone. <clears throat> gone Steven, for you, good. You say it's four mana. like a, it's, it's, it's a prison deck. You're going to get to four mana with Shadow. No, no, no. I mean... I mean, four mana for, for us, like it's only four mana for Amulet to cast uh, Shatterstorm. Oh, but it's red. They don't play red yeah. cards anymore. Yeah, that's right. I forgot. Only villains do that. Um, and what makes me sad <laughs> is the acute lack of Rurikthar. Yeah. Rurikthar. Because they're playing Rexar. things like Chameleon Colossus and Trialist Tracker. Chameleon Colossus is also 100% a nod to Drix's Shadow. <laughs> well, I, is it we can't beat for five hundred, Alex. Isn't Rurikthar also an answer to uh, to the word deck? Yes, you would think that, but Bottled Cloister makes it so they don't actually have to cast spells to stay alive with their ensnaring bridge. So uh, it's a little awkward. Wow, wow, wow. So it's really good against Lantern. It's not as good against Word. Got it. But yeah, anyway, I was, was racking was, my brain about clean community Colossus, like what matchup other than Grixis Shadow did I want this card? And I none come up rock. with literally much. none. Green black rock. Like maybe green black. It's probably fine. It's probably pretty good. But again, Sigardus is been... better in that matchup, so I don't know. Yeah. Yo, shout out, shout out to my affinity homies in twenty first and twenty fifth. You guys are MVPs. Just saying. I mean they're I guess they're, they're MVPs. You will <laughs> Let's look at these lists. Wow, it's old school. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. MVPs. Two. Well, this guy's got two at, experimental frenzies. Look oh, at that. Two welding frenzy. jars. So, uh, at the EJ Open, one round that I was playing against, I was playing against humans, but I looked at the table next to me, and uh, Daniel's on Amulet as well, playing against Affinity, and that experimental frenzy was insane in the brain out of the Infinity deck. Holy shit. Look at the top card. He's like routinely time. playing like four cards a turn. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, wow. Godcast ain't got shit on that. Yeah. I haven't, I, haven't, I haven't gotten a chance to pick those up yet or play with them, so they maybe that'll be, that, maybe that'll be this weekend. Yeah, they're still cheap. Yeah. Cheap, cheap. So maybe it's real. Who knows? But Who knows? be sweet to play those in like the what's the zero mana equipment deck cheerios deck. oh cheerios jeez <laughs> ah! uh wow uh the other deck is uh more 
uh, old school affinity, but playing four welding jars, that seems excessive. External defense is actually really bad in Cheerios. Um, you know, here is comes, it? Here comes me, Chris, the Cheerios expert. But um, th- because the thing is, <laughs> you're, when you're going off, you want to have your stupid pistol paladin play to draw the cards, right? So basically, it's a four mana pure steel paladin. Oh, it's better. Which is because significantly it's... worse. And yeah. the problem is, half the time during your combo, you need to retract all of your things to recast them, which you cannot do if you have an experimental frenzy in play. Why not? You can't cast spells from your hand. Oh, oh. <laughs> there it is. There it is. No. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it's actually terrible. Okay. okay fair enough. <laughs> it's fair. I hadn't thought about retract. So Ignoring funny. the fact that it's four fucking mana. <laughs> the only deck that turn that two card. glass cannon combo deck. Like, does it retract cost a bunch of mana? Cost or one. Oh, it costs one. Mana. one? Yeah. One blue. Four for some reason. One okay. blue. Save all. Save all your artifacts. Wow. Who needs paradoxical outcome? Did well, that card the spike? <laughs> Vintage All Star. Oh man, retract. Oof. Anyways, so Modern's an interesting place right now. I don't think it's a bad place. Love it. Titans doing decently well, so Chris is happy, right? Yeah, my my deck is still playable. <laughs> Absolutely, still playable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just I wanted to. To just uh, take a second to ask you guys, what do you think is going to be printed into modern that's already printed? Counter spell. Sure. I bought that's my not too promo playset off of MKM last week. What was it? How much was it? 26 euros. Okay. That's not too bad. It's like, what, 32 <laughs> bucks, 35 bucks? No. No. That would be the fucking beta one or the black bordered third edition or whatever ones they're too expensive for my taste i'm pretty sure my kind of spells are really ugly yeah i have the red cape dracula yeah, the tempest. guy <laughs> yeah i have tempest ones and i have ice age counters those are the really ugly ones i used to have new ones but uh i got them signed wrong what uh i wasn't paying attention while he was signing and i gave him like like Two different cards. I gave him negates and counter spells. He did the negates first, and he did them in black with a, like a black sharpie. And I was like, "Great, I don't have to say anything for the next set." And then we started talking, and then I wasn't paying attention to what he was doing. And then when I picked up my counter spells, they were in blue, and I was like, "Oh, well, <laughs> I already Steve Argyle on you. I already paid, and I'm not gonna insult him, so I'm just gonna walk away." Yeah, ain't that ain't that some shit? Yeah, <laughs> gotta watch those artists because are these damaged cards? If they get distracted, they if they get distracted, they'll just grab whatever whatever pen is handy. And, and I'm sure he that, did. I'm sure he did it John like Hancock on it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he did it like as like a style thing. Like, oh, like the counter spells are gonna look cool because they're in blue, but I just prefer my cards to be in black. Ink, I feel so. like the signatures are very illegible in most colors other than black. I agree. Yeah, I like to see the signature, which is why I get them. Anyway, Anyways, um, yes. <laughs> so counterspell, yeah, I think counterspell is fine. Uh, counterspell would be just dandy in the format. Speaking of things regarding our our, our episode, you missed Stephen, where we spent three hours talking all about this. 
um we we got some feedback that apparently sylvan library and dredge do not work the way we thought they did it is in fact even better no sylvan, need to sylvan library <laughs> sylvan library you take a look at you take a look at the top three and then you draw you that draw many cards two additional cards two additional cards oh so you draw four so you dredge and then you pay four life for each one that you keep in your hand and you keep zero in your hand but you've drawn three yeah so you dredge a whole bunch and they don't even go on top of your deck because you didn't really draw them off your library so that they didn't you start to draw hand. for your turn well you get to dredge for your turn but if but if you range. decide but if you decide to not dredge for your draw step do you still dredge three cards i don't know if i worded that properly Dredge is a replacement effect. You choose to replace whichever draw you feel you want to. Correct. I need to read Sylvan Library one more time. Sylvan Library says, at the beginning of your draw step, you may draw two additional cards. If you do, which you haven't <laughs> if you've dredged, mm -hmm. <laughs> choose two cards in your hand drawn this turn. For each of those cards, pay for life or put the card on top of your library. That's at the beginning of your draw step. Yes. Yes. So since you have not actually drawn any cards, you've dredged them. So you could do dredge one, dredge two, and then draw your card for turn. If you wanted to. Yes. Cool. Broken. But don't do that. Too broken. Oh, yeah, you just, you just dredge the third time. Yeah, but but uh, just saying it's too broken. Yeah, it's pretty gross. Anyway, yeah. so someone brought that to our attention. We were wrong. No need to flip over Creeping Chill to offset the life cost. What just life cost? Yeah, no life cost. Zero life cost. Just just go, go fucking ham, kids. <laughs> um and someone else also pointed out that if they print predict into modern, you could play it with Mishra's Bobble to look at the top card of someone's deck and then draw three cards for two mana, which seems pretty decent to me. Yeah. And then you That's draw off Bobble. Or yeah, so yeah, 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 wow. You could even just like look at the top of your opponent's deck. Don't even have to look at the top of your deck. <laughs> Yeah. Wow, that's pretty yeah. strong. Yeah. Kind of gross. Your opponent like serum visions something to the top. <laughs> Let me see. That. Ooh, interesting. Ooh, get that shit out of here. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Gross. So, and uh, a couple other cards that were brought up that we hadn't really thought of. Uh, one of which I'd n I'd literally never even seen this card before somehow, and it's Planner Void, which is a single oh. black mana enchantment. I saw this card somewhere um, when I was hunting around. I think I just forgot to mention it last time. But yeah, it's basically one mana, um, half of a rest in peace. Yeah, mm -hmm. whenever a card is put into a graveyard, remove that card from the game. So it does not clear out the stuff that's already there, but nothing else is going in there. That'd be good. That'd be a good uh, addition to modern. Yeah, I think so. Not too on. Not too. Uh unbalanced it's on one already side. doing what rust in peace is doing in a color that already has access to graveyard hate and it doesn't clear out the stuff that's already there yeah but it is costed at one mana so you can still drop it on one i think it's like pretty reasonable do you think maybe making it two mana would be better a strictly I, worse rust in peace i don't know yeah i don't know i think one mana is <laughs> fine like perfectly fine because if you're it, gonna go play an, oh well if you have it on turn one it's so good like, yeah well they could also just play leyline of the void so yeah, let's, yeah let's compare to gixlid jailer a card that 
is in modern costs two mana and sees absolutely no play. Fair That's enough. 90% of what this card does. Um, obviously, it's a creature, which is also not so hot, but it, I think one mana is the right right cost to mm-hmm. have. Um, and then they also brought up uh, some sort of uh, some cards from the Decree cycle, maybe, which I thought was interesting. Um, the Decrees are interesting since they, they cycle for their uh, secondary effect, mm-hmm. and that makes them uncounterable, which is kind of cool. I'm sure most EDH players are familiar with Decree of Silence or Decree of Justice, which is also a staple in pre-modern, I have found out. Play your, uh, your standstill. Cycle a Decree of Justice end of turn. Uh, 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 that is some soldiers. not casting a spell. That is cycling, sir. Decree of Pain is like Pestilence, right? I think, yeah. I'm not even sure what the red one is. It's like Wrath <laughs> or the green, or, or the or green one for that matter. Pestilence. But, uh, but yeah. yeah. So that was interesting. Uh, any that'd other be, cards be, that come and, to mind for you, Stephen? Although you don't really know what we've talked about, so... Cards that come to mind that would be added? Um, reprints, reprints, specifically. Putting you on the spot. Yeah, I don't think... I mean, I, I have a theory... I have a theory that they're going to do like a... Like a... An unbanning after the set releases like as in conjunction with the set release um but that's kind of a far-fetched idea and i don't think it's gonna happen but like being like um like including stoneforge mystic into the set would be a way to unban it and it'd be seeing as you're adding a, a whole new power level into the format you can justify it by adding into the set and saying like yeah once the set releases this is unbanned interesting um, maybe same with maybe. same with splinter twin splinter uh, twin uh, ain't coming off that list i think it's never happening i think so never ever happening dark <laughs> depths get out of here <laughs> uh so i think so i i explained this to to somebody to 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 eli uh when i was texting him i think like a week ago <clears throat> that oh but i was reminding him of a conversation that we had like a long time ago where i was predicting that at some point uh vintage becomes unplayable because of the the price gap legacy becomes the new vintage Modern becomes the new legacy. Standard stays the same. And then a new format comes in that's going to be the new eternal format. Um, I think we're seeing the beginning of this transformation where modern becomes a much more, a less powerful version of legacy, but still has like, uh, still has that power behind it, but not like legacy where it's like, you know, uh you know, the deck answers to what people are doing <clears throat> exactly uh and then we're gonna see this new format come out within i want to say like within the year or so maybe two years uh that's just gonna be based off of arena which is gonna be whatever arena set started with whatever set arena started with and on which we'll call uh i don't know post new postmodern 
uh, we'll call postmodern and that'll be itself. that'll be the new eternal format in in like the next year or two uh and then in that time we're gonna see uh legacy staples being added into modern to make it just a little more powerful but not too broken we're gonna see them spend a lot of time unbanning or making uh cards available in modern and then banning them because they become too powerful and kind of like even out the format and it's gonna upset these are some hot takes it's gonna upset everybody and then these are some really spicy takes and and keep in mind this is a prediction i made like two years ago like i i feel i feel pretty i feel pretty confident in saying all this stuff like i think the fact they're gonna make a new format not not a hot take not a hot take totally a given very cold take totally a given yeah unbanning a bunch of stuff and setting the the demons unleashed upon the modern format that's a hot take i don't agree with that but i just think i'll let you elaborate i think they want i think they want all i want i think they want to be able to control all facets of the of magic right so where vintage is is at this point where like it's thanos (laughs) yeah right uh it's perfectly like, balanced vintage isn't should be vintage isn't like in the place where they can really rule over it like there's no high level tournaments there's not really like other than other than the the vintage the vintage Which is sponsored by watsi yeah but like how do i explain it vintage it's, is is a sideshow it's the it's the roadside like caravan that you go into and see the two-headed freak like, exactly so that's so that's where vintage is right now so Ooh, come look at the mishra's factory yeah and so so i think what they want is just like higher they, they want to set the bar for like a higher standard of playing is my opinion like like they want to make that that roadshow. They want to keep that roadshow, right? To make it entertaining. But then the next level, they just want to be like, like, oh, this is like the top tier of playing. Like this is where the where this is where the high level people go to play. And then you have modern. And then you have modern where it's like that's also where people go to play, but it's not as powerful as legacy. And then uh postmodern where it's like this is where the new like the new up and coming players are going to. And then standard and uh standard and limited or it's kind of like the spotlight on their on their products that they want to push watsi definitely wants their best players in standard standard yeah like yeah definitely there's maximum incentives are always going to be to play standard and limited but that was i guess that was just like my train of thought is that they just want to even everything out whereas like vintage is like in its own room doing its own thing let me provide you with a a counterpoint okay watsi already wants to make a new format because of arena duh yeah duh and best of one format where everyone gets to play to fairies yeah great (laughs) that is already gonna make people unhappy they Oh, really you think so yeah it's gonna make people unhappy because people are gonna feel like it's sidelining modern and people really like modern anything perceived as a threat to modern is gonna make people really pissy i i don't i mean look maybe front, maybe maybe look at, i'm look out at, of touch look at the massive amount of vitriol that that frontier got just the sheer amount of scorn that got heaped on that format and that was obviously a fan format but that format 
people fucking loved to shit on it. Yeah, for but no I good think, reason. But like I think no good reason. Uh, I think there was some good reason. I, th- I think it's pretty good reasons. I think it was a dumb format, but people just loved to point out how dumb it was. Like people took great joy sure, sure, in sure. like just I, shitting on it. It got a lot of hate. A I think, lot of hate. So like I th- go ahead, sorry. Like more hate than we ever gave EDH hate. Yeah. Like really bad. I think I think the reason that that format didn't do as well. I mean, for one, it, it was a fan created format, but like putting that aside, I think the reason that people might want a new format would be to not have to worry about fetches, not have to worry about overpriced Tarmogoyfs, not have to worry about Liliana's. I think I think the reason that people want to play a new format or the reason that people would want to play a new format would be to avoid void to like play a powerful format that isn't as expensive as modern the problem with that is it never really works and right <laughs> no but yeah so like like so over like, time it'll at, just become popper, right so popper was was branded as like legacy light super cheap everything's a common right and then we had a time where ashburns was like 12 13 fucking dollars because it was a common that was only printed in one like commander deck, mm, yeah, and it's still like, cheap. Popper, yeah, it's still cheap. But if if a if a format gains popularity, it's not going to be as cheap as a lot of people want it to be. Yeah, and I, so by making a new format, like no matter what new format you make, if it gains traction, it will end up being more expensive than it was intended to be. No, absolutely, but it, I don't think it'll hit the cap of where we hit with modern and it won't hit anywhere near like legacy. And I don't think it'll hit the same percentage uh, percentage boosts that we saw with popper. Cause like popper popper had like, you know, 3000% from like a penny to $3, you know? So it, it's like, it's still inexpensive to get into, but we did see the biggest spike in percentage in popper. Whereas uh, modern legacy, we see cards spike in price rather than percentage. Um, this will be a format where the spike is in between the percentage and the cost, right? So a $1 card will go to $3, $4 instead of the $10 that you you would see in modern or the the $500 that you would see in the legacy buyouts. So I'm going to get back to my original point of why I think WADC is not going to just unban a bunch of shit in modern after this new format comes out. I think people are going to be pissy about it because people are going to be pissy. You might disagree with that, but I, th- I think people are going to be pissy. People didn't like brawl for the same reasons. Just People will find a flaw so they don't like about it and they'll be pissy about it. You mean like the tripping mechanic? <laughs> yeah. In actual brawl. Yeah. yeah. Um, people are going to find something they don't like. They just will, whether they think it's a threat to modern, whatever. Mm-hmm. If they start fucking with modern in like an extensive manner at that point, people are going to flip out. But like they already are. That's the thing. Like this new like, set, this new set isn't going to be unthreatening to modern. Like this set is modern specific and will release a whole different power level into modern. This set isn't threatening to modern because there isn't a competing product so to speak out there right now sure once you change that 
it becomes much more threatening when you start making big changes. It's very weird that and YC that, doesn't want to like if if modern is trying to be their new legacy, they don't want to like estrange everyone from playing it. They want to like you know they want people to play both formats if possible. Yeah, they but double dip as much as possible. But I think isn't wouldn't isn't that kind of more incentive more incentive to make a new format, right? I don't think they're not going to make a new format. I just think them monkeying with modern in any considerable oh, oh, way I see what you mean. Yeah, sorry. at that point is very ill-advised and something they probably won't do. Also, there's not a lot in it for them. Like they're, every time they ban or unban something, they're like using potential goodwill because bans obviously piss people off. Mm-hmm. And unbans are like these little nuggets of gold they can stockpile for when the format has weird shit happen later. Yeah, I guess so. if you just blow open the doors on that, they they lose the amount of things that they can. They're like little safety valve on the format, right? They don't like they don't just print new cards. They have unbannings as another knob or lever to work with. Um, like you can, if the format ends up in a place where, like, I don't know, like they're worried about like burn being everywhere, they can unban Stoneforge Mystic, and now suddenly everyone's playing fucking batter skulls. Like, <laughs> I don't know if that's the right solution, but that's an option watch he has that they won't have anymore if they just blow you know blow the yeah. gates off the disney vault so to speak um and then in, instead of making instead of having it as a little nugget of goodwill they could potentially eventually use they're just going to make people mad by doing it also 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 i think watsy stuck its hand in the oven once already with golgari grave troll unbinding that one yeah i think they've kind of it, it was fine for a while all right it they, was fine for like a year they learn their lesson on unbans. <laughs> the problem is they unban Golgari Grave Troll and then immediately print Insolent Neonate Cathartic Reunion. <laughs> yeah. That, that card that card was fine for a whole year yeah. until they printed the, the two cards that actually made it possible. Hopefully busted. play design will help avoid issues like that in the future. But, uh, but yeah. Whew. That was a fucking mistake. Either unbanning it or printing the other cards. There was something else that I thought was going to happen with these. Since, oh, the preordain. It's the same thing as Stoneforge Mystic. I think like preordain or or Ponder will come un, come become unbanned with the set. I fucking wish, but I kind of doubt it. I think they're more likely to print something that doesn't exist in the format than unban one of those two. It'd be like or, a Ponder that looks at two. <laughs> Slight of Ponder. <laughs> Slightly Ponder. Yeah, I don't know. Um, peer. Peer. <laughs> Not through the depths. You're just, just peer. Just peer. Disappear. Well, then they name a card Quench recently. It's like the bad mana leak. Yeah, I don't know. That was that was my like hot take on the format. I think or on the the set is that so I think spicy. is that I think they'll they'll unban some stuff with it. But who knows? I mean, I could see. I could definitely buy the right when they print this new set afterwards unbanning a few things argument like that. If there's a time to do it, and just like say go ham, kids, we'll fucking sort out you know pick up the pieces later mm-hmm. i could see that but i still don't think they'll do it for the reasons i was talking about earlier about expending you know their little precious safety yeah, so levers they seem to be very conservative when it comes to unbannings and how new sets will affect the format so i highly doubt after printing like 256 brand new cards to modern they'd be like oh yeah we should probably just unban something while we're at it let's let's be honest it's gonna be more like 50 cards that'll actually make it into the format no, this is more options all around. No, no, no. So, yeah uh, it's it's 256 cards or whatever that are not previously legal in the format. Yeah, yeah, yeah i i'm obviously they're not all gonna be playable 
Mm-hmm. But um, it's this like, like of... we said before. It's it's more new cards to the format than we get in a standard set. Mm-hmm. There's just so many stone cold unplayable cards that are actually played in modern now. Like they're just bad cards, and we're playing with them because they do the thing that we need them to do. Right? Like <laughs> snakes. I would argue that lightning axe is a pretty shit card. But sure. It's what a two of in blue red phoenix like flame slash. I've seen people playing what is it ionize or some crap like that. Like this is a standard card. Lava coil. Yeah, this is <laughs> like just throwing a lot of eh cards at the format is like opens up a lot of potential you know options down the line at least. So that's cool. I like that a lot. Because they're not going to be like standard draft chafe level of card. They're going to be a little bit more designed than that. They're yeah. not going to like just be printing out like I mean, one, you would hope yeah. one mana, one one life linkers. You know what I mean? Like because that's just overlap. These cards already exist. More typhoid rats. Yeah, it's like a huge cop out just to print another typhoid rat. Like hopefully they're going to design in some space that's currently like you know un unfilled. And I think a lot of that just comes from legacy. They're just going to take legacy legal cards and kind of mess around and swap around templating and stuff, and that's fine. Like. But uh, Pre- like goblin shooter, not sharpshooter. <laughs> goblin dull shooter. Yeah. Preordain becomes just okay. ordain with like Here's one my hot thing. Here's my hot take for a card they could print. And you guys are gonna have to look this one up, get your keywords ready. Guided passage. By the way, Chris, stick this in your Animar deck. Yeah. Yeah. I'll let no, Steven don't. pull it up. <laughs> Three mana. It is Teamer Colors. <laughs> sorcery. sorcery. Reveal the cards in your library. An not, opponent, not, not a number. Just, just reveal all, the cards in your library. All of them. Flip your deck. <laughs> and show your opponent. Uh, an opponent chooses from among them a creature, a land, a non-creature, a n- non-creature. No, sorry. A, and a, creature, a non-creature, a land. non-land card. Yeah. So three cards. You put the chosen cards in your hand, then shuffle your library. It's a three for one. Wow. (laughs) You get the three worst cards in your deck for three mana. My grandfather's deck has no bad cards, Kaiba. (laughs) Except for this one. Oh, man. What if, okay, so what if you don't play any other non creature, non land cards in your deck? They have to give you another guided passage. Ah! <laughs> You're ridiculous. Play this um, in your Animar deck. Hold on, hold on. I'm thinking. So an Animar is not that bad. The worst cards are actually pretty good. No, it's pretty bad. Yeah, no, like, no because it's, <laughs> it's either like bounce your card effects, or it's like a thing you're gonna want in the future, anyways. But that's not what I'm thinking. Mostly on thinking like if you put it in modern, then team or scape shift just gets really good. You got a Steve, an oh, explorer, yeah. and a land. Yeah. But if you spent three mana to not actually do any of these things. No, you send your deck out, I guess, which would be... Mm. <laughs> then your deck out. <laughs> oh, see, it's really good because you can just like blood bread elf into this card. Oh, yeah. Deuces. We did it, fam. A four for one. We did it. (laughs) Oh, man. So, yeah. 
Reveal right. your deck. Fucking A. Yeah, reveal uh, the cards in your library. Speaking of, <laughs> of Animar, uh, you guys have Cloud of Fairies as a possible addition to the set, to the format? That, that's, that's, that's Ivan Jin's list. The Ivan Jin sent me a list of cards. We did not talk about all of them. He has Sabo's Web on his list. Chris... Chris wasn't so sure about that one. <laughs> Cloud of Fairy seems fine. Yeah, probably. Although Watsi's probably really nervous of anything from the Urza block. Do <laughs> you think so? I don't know. Those untap effects are... They've been broken before multiple times in ye olde standard or type whatever. Type 1. Yeah, you know, now you know recently what, in Popper. You know what was banned that got unbanned? Um, the Jace enchantment, the mind sculptor, the enchantment, bitter blossom, bitter blossom, Jace, bloodbraid. I feel like, I feel like they've been slowly yeah, unbanning. Very fair cards. I mean, someone's go guard grave troll until you add it. No, like, it's not. There's no nothing one fair about no motherfucker is hard casting Golgari Grave Troll in their mono green stompy deck. Get the fuck out of here. Okay, hold on. I want to see. Although I will say sometimes, sometimes you do hard cast Golgari Grave Troll, and he's a thick boy. <laughs> Five men, like, ten ten. Get in there. That's like Plan Z, though. Holy crap. That's like the galaxy brain. Oh, a graph digger's cage, huh? Well, I'm going to keep judging, but why? We'll <laughs> see. Uh, you got to hit your land drops, though, Chris. Can't can't make your land drops if you're dredging. What do you mean? You have life in the loam. What's the big deal? <laughs> that's guess. like three land drops in one card. Oh, man. And if you already had two to cast life in the loam, that's all you need. <laughs> Grief is only five mana. Oh, man. Okay. I, okay. I want to I wanna put this in perspective for you. Uh, Grave Troll was unbanned January 19, 2015. It was rebanned January 9, 2017. Yeah, I mean, it probably should have been banned sooner, though. No, it, I don't. I honestly don't think so. That card was terrorizing the format for a while before they banned it. For like two months. Nah. D- honestly, for like two months. No way. I don't believe that. When did. When did. All right. I'll, I'll keep. I'll keep researching. Give me a second. Looking for when that set came out. Yeah, when did uh, what set was it? Was Shadows it, of Runescon. Wasn't it already Chris? You were playing that deck around then. Wasn't it already seeing play before the set came out? Like, weren't people already on Dredge before that? Um, I was playing. Yeah, so Insulin Neonate was actually printed before Golgari Trade Troll was unbanned, I believe. Mm. Or or no no no. So <clears throat> I remember I played Grixis Dredge. Grixis Oh, that deck was sweet. Yeah, yeah. What? At FNM with Thought Scour. You don't you haven't lived until you've thought scoured yourself and hit a dredger and then dredged off of it. <laughs> <laughs> Turn oh. one, like dredge what? Six? Put seven things in your yard? It's like, oh, Narcomibo double amalgam on your second main phase off a of Thought Scour? What the fuck? Direct. <laughs> <laughs> Innistrad was, was printed in, in April 2016. And right, the so deck like also was playing like Bridge from Below and, and Gargadons. So it was just like... Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Gargadon. I guess I never remembered it being that much of a problem because I played Affinity. Wow. Speaking from privilege, I hear. Yeah, apparently. 
Check your privilege, Steven. My bad. <laughs> Actually, oh, though, geez. That was miserable. It was so miserable. Like, Dude, I didn't even a, care. What a fucking mistake. Whip flare attack? So, the one the one match I remember playing Dredge um, vividly. This is not Grixis Dredge. This is the normal build. Fully powered and operational Dredge. We were playing at that stupid Stordell Grove and they ran out of table space. So I was stuck on like the countertop. Oh yeah. But it was like a glass countertop and there wasn't enough space this way. So I just had my graveyard like on the level below. So you could like look through the table to <laughs> see the graveyard. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I played on that on that too. And uh Anari was on mill and I ended up in the same situation where my graveyard was on the level below. <laughs> That's pretty funny. It's like a and 30 then, card graveyard. I remember it was either game 2 or 3 and my opponent like sacks everything to make his edge champion like a 16-16 or whatever. And I just in a taxi with it and he's like dead on the crackback and I just like I just take it. <laughs> just like, and then I yeah. like look over. It's like, I like, oh yeah, I have an ancient grudge in my graveyard and mana available. It's like, nah, I'll just take it. And his only permanent left was the Etch Champion. It's like, this is fine. Untap, <laughs> kill you. So someone's like, oh man, why didn't you just ancient grudge's thing? It loses the bell card. It's like, I didn't, I didn't have yeah, to. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Too much effort. It's fine. That's funny. Anyways, I didn't mean to to restart that conversation. I just I had opinions that I wanted to throw out there, and I didn't get a chance to do it last week or the the week before. Man, if only you'd been here. I know, right? <laughs> All right. So, speaking of chances to give everyone our opinions, it's time for slot of the week. Chris, let's start with you. What is your card that you are super hyped or excited to get into your deck? Now, my card is going to be Primal Command. Now, we had spoilers earlier in the cast. Uh, Primal Command, people have been playing an amulet again uh, recently. I might try it online, see how it goes. But the secret value of me naming Primal Command is we have a, a plan brewing. Oh, yeah. Should we talk about it now? I think we should talk about it. Yeah, so John, um, I think John suggested, brought up the conversation last week. But we're talking about maybe we should get a bunch of guys at FNM together and do like a, a deck roulette or white elephant or something like that. So everyone brings a spicy pile. <laughs> and then everyone just swaps around the spicy piles, and everyone's playing a different spicy pile. Sight, sight unseen is important, though. Yeah, so you just like hand him a deck. This is what you're playing. Good luck. <laughs> your, that sounds like your, a lot of fun. Your deck tonight will be five color Zubera rally. <laughs> 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 How do I play this deck? Better hope they were nice enough to leave you some notes in the deck box. <laughs> and let's be honest, they won't be. <laughs> I mean, I would, but I'm a nice guy. <laughs> so um, one of my considerations of my spicy pile to contribute would be the uh, Mono Green Devotion deck, Oof. which plays Primal Command. Just one. But one <laughs> is all you need if you're going to Eternal Witness Command lock them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, True. Uh, that's disgusting. Let's just go extra spicy and play... Uh, um, oh, shoot. What's it called? Plow Under. 
Flower does not add devotion unplayable uh so the 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 adorable thing about the primal command loop in the mono green devotion deck is every time you make the loop you do the thing you add two more green devotion so by the end of it you can usually like primal command into something like a crater hoof and just murder them <laughs> here's my crater hoof die dead so like oh you ran out of eternal witnesses huh yeah so instead, I'm going to get this crater hoof and kill you. <laughs> oh. Oh. Okay. Okay. I'll yes, scoot. I'm dead now. <laughs> and this is where I pick up my cards. Yeah, man. What a, what a truly miserable play experience. But uh, John, said, John is convinced that Mono Green is a, not actually a viable deck and therefore does not qualify for the spicy deck challenge. <laughs> he, he said we should all play something that's vaguely competitive. And I would argue that Green Mono Green Devotion is definitely vaguely <laughs> competitive. Is this a competitive deck? <laughs> I think you said someone was gonna be like the guy in the meme. It's like I'm straight up not having yeah. a good time right <laughs> now. <laughs> straight up not having a good time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because but, uh, just think, you you know, you've you've prepared your you know, your pet deck. Maybe your pet deck is something like... Your pet pile? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe your pet deck is like Bring the Light Scapeshift or something, right? Oh, okay, sure. Or in Kevin's case, like Swans. Like, his pet deck is Swans. Right? No, Kevin's gonna bring Blue-White Belcher, let's be honest. Yeah, which is aggressively bad. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, I'm gonna have fun, I'm gonna play some sweet deck, and then you get handed Just Sky Ascendancy with arc life phoenixes and you're just like what the fuck <laughs> or or another another contender i was thinking about which would be even even worse experience for the receiver i believe than mono green um amulet with the retreat to coral helm knight of the bull aquary package yes please get out of here <laughs> It's like even worse than the fucking breach the breach titan deck the like, <laughs> breach titan amulet. <laughs> I don't know. It's definitely sway sweeter than the breach titan amulet deck. I'll it's tell a lot you harder to play. It is insanely difficult to play. <laughs> I put it together like way back, way back in the day, for one week, and I I think I like three one or some garbage with that that pile. But holy fucking shit, amazing. All right. Anyway, enough of my piles. Um, <laughs> lots and lots of piles. Speaking of piles, what are you planning on playing, John? Well, playing. I'm. Uh, I got this one queued up. I'm not sure if I'm just gonna bite the bullet and play this one at FNM or have this for the white elephant. But uh, my card of the week is Obsidat Ghost Council, because we have been talking as a group for quite a while now about someone playing Esper Daddies. A.K.A. Espergorios Vengeance. <laughs> so uh, I think Obsidat is the sweetest daddy to uh, reanimate. You know, you got Gristledad, Obsidad, and Jace Fern's Prodigy. Baby Jace Flavor Baby Fail. Baby Jace Flavor Fail. Get out of here. We need to find another dad. Who's your daddy? Um, Karn Father. I don't have... <laughs> yeah, I don't own... Doesn't, can't Gorios that one back. Oh, man. He just old school Karn Silver Golem. I don't know if that's legal in modern. <laughs> it isn't. Uh, uh, so I don't own Gorya's Vengeance, so I, I hit up Tall Mike, because Tall Mike has everything. 
and I said, "Hey, Mike, can I borrow some Goria's vengeances for for Ephraim this week?" And he he said, "Only if they're for Esper Daddies." <laughs> That's pretty funny. What I think was a joke, but I was like, "Yes, that is why I want them. Jeez. Please give them to me." <laughs> so now I'm over here trying to find three more Obsidat Ghost Councils before Friday. So I guess that'll decide whether I play it or not this week. <laughs> uh but yeah man what a what a dumpster fire and the version i want to play actually has a transformational sideboard it turns into esper delver good god <laughs> after, good they, pile. after they bring in all their grave hate you just you hit them with a turn one delver of secrets and watch them realize that they are in danger <laughs> so so yeah that's uh that's my slot of the week how about you steven uh my slot of the week is actually a card that i plan on getting out of my decks wow uh it is surgical extraction not of the week because that card is super expensive so i'm just gonna sell them wow yeah go me how how long chris before steven is like complaining about how he wishes he hadn't sold his surgical extractions like a year from now when they're still really expensive i will say that i've never enjoyed playing surgical extractions my deck if i can i avoid it completely uh i hate the card completely i only own two copies because i think somebody convinced me that i needed one at the day of a tournament and i think i picked one up during a draft it's free real estate yeah, I just how, don't like it. How could you not like it? I would it's just crazy. rather play literally anything else. Wow. But yeah. that's just but that's just my opinion. What Even about Suntail Hawk? Ravenous yes, sure. Trap? Sure. Any of those. Suntail Hawk. No, but like uh, but in 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 seriousness, I would rather play like any hand disruption over that because as because I've mostly only played Affinity, I've never had to think about like I need that out of your deck completely, sort of thing. Like well, I've I mean, only... it's it's already in the graveyard, so it makes your decision making process real easy. But it's also like, like as the affinity player, like why do I really care about? Like I would rather just take a card from your hand that I know that I'm going to take <laughs> something like from your hand <laughs> instead of exiling like a bunch of cards from your from your deck. I'm not saying, and that was like that was like back when I was playing Affinity. So maybe that's totally different, you know, moving forward that I don't only play Affinity. Um, One would hope. Who knows? Maybe I just <laughs> I hop just back kidding. on that train. I'm just kidding. The deck's fine. Um, but as the Affinity player, I'm just like I don't care about anything in your graveyard recurring, and I don't care about exiling a bunch of cards that aren't in your hand. I just want, I just want something from your hand. Are we going to have to have another conversation about checking your privilege? Oh, oh, Mr. Affinity Player. I don't care about graveyards. I, I just kill you before it matters. Mm. I just okay. need I just need to find the permission to move through. I don't need to I don't need to worry about the rest. Yeah, okay. as the Affinity Player, you can just play in Staring Bridge. Look at all these not cards I have in my hand because everything costs zero. I'll just attack with my 1-1 Ink Moth Nexus and then Arcbound Ravager literally my entire deck onto it and kill you. Declare attacks? No blocks? Yeah. 
it's great until they block you if they're four arc light phoenixes that haven't been able to attack the whole game but you have to you just have to go to blocks and then you do it watch steven's gonna just play team or battle rage in his sideboard and ensnaring bridge for that wombo combo relatively unrelated but this reminded me of the time where my opponent all in on their ink bob nexus and got bamboozled the hell out of my activate my snake ghost quarter of your ink moth nexus <laughs> I've been I've been hit by that too. It sucks. Oof. Oof. Just just like Oof. oh well, I lose. It's like yeah. I'll attack you. No blocks. <laughs> All right, sacks of stuff. Okay. You get to fetch a basic <laughs> land though. <laughs> or they already had it in play and they're just perfectly like perfectly oh. balanced. Yeah, they pick up their deck to put the rest of their cards in it. <laughs> <laughs> Search your deck and add your deck to your deck. Man, now I really want to play Affinity. Okay. I think I'm going to play it this weekend. We're running out of time, so... (laughs) Anyways, guys, thanks for checking us out, sticking around to the very end. If you're wondering where you can find more content, you could head over to mtgconflicts.com. Feel free to support us over at our Patreon. Um, We have some great conversations uh, with our our Discord. Feel free to come join us. It's it's fun. We have fun to talk about Affinity now. I'm gonna I'm gonna just talk about Affinity for like three days now, until I get my ass handed to me on Saturday. And unsubscribed. <laughs> wow. talking, about, um, talking about Amulet and Affinity. I need to start playing a deck that starts with A. Uh, oh, I know, Arc Light Phoenix. There you go. Oh, Done. I was gonna say awful, <laughs> awful. <laughs> That's all my decks. Uh, so yeah, our Patreon. Head over there, support us if you want to. If you can, that'd be great. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube under the same name. Uh, if you have any suggestions or comments, please feel free to message us on one of those platforms. Or on Discord, we have a suggestion box thing. Anyways, thanks again for checking us out. Uh, I, we, we really do appreciate it. Um, we love the feedback and, and we enjoy talking to you guys. So, um, yeah, we'll see you guys in the next one. Later. Later.